Hello, I'm Mike McCorn, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> Practicing. I heard an echo. No, not on my end. You're good. That was that was golden ear. It's weird. I felt I, it. It felt different too. Good. I don't know if I'll be able to replicate that. Well, you know, you don't really have to. We could cheat, but that's going against the. We haven't cheated. The declaration in of years. So I know. No, no point in starting that. Nah, it's not, it's, not, it's not good. That kind of karma comes back at you. Yes, it's yeah. true. Woke up with an inch of snow, came home, and it was <laughs> like uh, almost 60 degrees. What's going on? Yeah, we're supposed to get snow tomorrow. We had a teeny bit today for like 10 minutes, but we're supposed to get some tomorrow, which is baffling. It's insane. Well, Prince was right. What? Sometimes it snows in April. Mm. Oh, don't! Mm. No, it's like one of his best songs. Yeah. What are you typing? My God. Hey, everybody! What I'm is? I'm drinking water. Honestly, I'm choking water. So if you're accusing me, you're it's a misfit. <laughs> How dare no, you? I said. <laughs> dare come at me with that mess? No, I said typing. Yes, he did. Yeah. I know, and I'm chugging water, so I can't type when I chug water, as talented as I may be. Mm. Well, disruptive, though, you are. Uh, well, that's Yo- I was Yoda, I am not, because this is 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 733. Wow. And I, yes, and I am laid back and breezy, Vince B. <laughs> oh, is that what the B stands for? I could. Breezy's yeah, not bad. Okay, yeah. yeah. I don't mind that. Like a Sunday morning. All right. Mm. Uh, I'm uh, David A. Price. You're making up your That's true. And I was born Everett Thomas, but I'm not a gene joke, so you can call me Sink. Oh, nice. You are not Sink. I used to be a um, denizen of the Transformers message boards. And there was a young... Yeah, I know. And there was a young man there. His name was Sink. And Sink, <laughs> Sink came over to the Bullpen Bulletins yes, forum. Uh, he followed me. It did not end well, to, to quote uh, Nuke. It, it did not end well at all. <laughs> oh. But you'll have this. I miss Sink. I wonder what happened to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I knew a couple dudes I miss. That and they used wrong. to call him Cinch. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you see the CH there. It kind of makes, yeah. you know, I would, I would expect it. Yeah. But anyway, hi, people. How's it going? You know, it's going pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. It's pretty good. Kids started spring break. Today was the last day of school, so they're off tomorrow and all next week. So, you know. But in the land of the virtual schooling, does anyone really need a break? I don't know well, how, you, my, how you guys Colin's are doing back, it. Colin's been back to school for a while, four days a week. Oh, nice. Uh, Jackson has been back two days a week. And uh, as is Holden, so they're so yeah. I mean, okay, it's, yeah. my kids. Well, Vinny is going back four days after Easter, and he's all bummed mm-hmm. out. He's like, "Oh man, it's going to be so hard." I say, "Yeah, for having zero school for almost a year." Like, I don't know what what your curriculum was like, but Vinny, he had very easy. 
He had a sign in in the morning. They would throw some digital stuff at them. Teachers would go away, and then that was his school day. So he's playing Fortnite, you know, till five o'clock in the morning, and signing in, and then doing nothing for the rest of the day. Uh, rinse, repeat, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but one thing I do know is that this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. That's dcbservice.com, where you can get your books, get them fast, get them delivered right to your door for a fraction of what everybody else is paying. Unfortunately, it's that time of the month. The list of specials has not been officially posted yet. We are waiting with bated breath, but we know in our hearts that when they are eventually posted, they will be both deeply discounted and there'll be a ton of them. So if you want massive discounts on your comics, um, go to where everybody else is going to be going, Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. They are the best. Got my box yesterday. I saw that. With my Mad Bomb. I have two omnibuses in my next box. Said Uh, 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 Captain America and uh, Scott Snyder's Swamp Thing run. Oh, okay. Yeah, DC. Mm. I I only read maybe three issues of that, and and I bounced. So now I'll have it all. I had two Omniboo in my box that came this week. Uh, X-Men Inferno. And Avengers: The Gathering. Oh, ooh! I know the <laughs> Gathering was it. Yeah, that's the addiction. That's the addict part in me. Yeah, having to have that. Uh, and then I, yeah, I have those same two. No, I don't have this. I have the. Uh, I have the cap coming. Yeah, next yeah. week. Yeah, we, I can't um, wait. And I think sometime this month in April we should be getting. Well, it should arrive in the in our box in early May. At least for the monthly folks, uh, the Defenders omnibus. Yeah, that's that's been a long time coming. Yeah, I wake up in the morning, say, "Where are my Defenders omnibus at? Where are that?" Now yeah, I know it was a pre. It, it's not like it's late. It, it was. No, I was in advance the list. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure April was. Yeah, but the, the we're talking me. I don't pay attention to that stuff. I see Defenders omnibus. I pay the money. I want it. I, I know it's irrational and it's weird, but I, I need it. There are very few omnibus editions that I need. Defenders is one of them. Now, Jason, you are the omnibus uh, guru, so to speak. Mm. Has there ever been an Invaders omnibus? No. Why? Really? Oh, I mean, I don't. There's lots of. I mean, I don't know why. It's yeah. No, I mean, it's a good question. Why well, I don't have the answer? How would I, I? I there's lots of things. I'm like, why haven't there been an omnibus of that? But see that here's where the the rational side of me gets all weird. Why is why does there exist an Avengers the Gathering omnibus and yet there's no omnibus of the Invaders? Like that's just it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I always just assume it's some kind of contractual legal thing. But I don't know that to be true. I, I don't I guess I've never given a lot of thought, honestly. Right. Well, who has? Yeah. They, they solicit them. We, we deliberate whether we want them or not, and then we move on. I mean, that's it, how it works. But yeah. uh, there's, there are gaping holes in, in the Marvel omnibus line. And I, for yes. me, being a, you know, a sucker for anything Invaders, um, I think it should exist. Yeah, I mean, to your point, there have been some head scratchers. Like Acts of Vengeance. Did we need an Acts of Vengeance omnibus? 
<laughs> more than the gathering, I would argue. That's fair. Yeah. I can't argue that. <laughs> yeah. Did we need the Mark Wade Captain America omnibus? I mean, oh yes, dude. That stuff's yeah, really the Raven Garney stuff. I mean, yeah, I yeah. I'm saying I own all these, so I'm making fun of myself. But I don't know. But but again, like that's not. That's I mean, like if we're ranking the key Captain America Captain America stuff, that's not in the top five. So do we need an omnibus of it? Wait, the Mark Wade is not in the top five. Not even close. Mm. I think you're wrong. I love you. Oh, no. The the pre heroes reborn. Yes, we're talking about and man without a country stuff. Wasn't bad. No, yeah. man without a country is definitely in the top five. I Captain agree. America. No, I think no. I wouldn't. Not even one of my least favorite cap runs. Oof. Wow, it's like I don't even only, know you. Only like Dan Jurgens' run would be below that for me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And also. Since we're at it, this episode has also been brought to you by our Butimus patrons. Oh, yeah, what are you to be talking about when we mention this Patreon thing? Well, it's uh, patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics, and uh, you are rewarded for your uh, level of involvement. That's basically it. You get cover a day, you get Jason's art posts on the Patreon, you get extra uh, previews videos, you get behind the scenes episodes, uh, four hours usually. Uh, per month that the rest the rest of the what they call them the muggles they don't get those right you get them because you're a patron and uh, if you want to check it out go ahead we won't hurt you uh, and I said patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics one one no apostrophe just get the lay of the land if it suits you hop in and there's a slack form that we have we have a bunch of uh, beautiful people on the slack and we it, it's a family really um, we talk about everything uh, related to comics and a whole lot that's not uh, every day, uh, all day. Yeah. Yes. And and, and perfect segue. Um, that's why I set it you up. You know, we talk about the the Slack a lot, so I'm sure a lot of you are curious. And look, it's a it's 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 a time commitment. It's a different level of interaction. So I understand it's not for the majority of listeners, but uh, I know some of you are curious, and I just wanted to point out because we had a little of a. A little bit of a soap opera this week involving a, a patron, and, and I'm not going to get into the details or name them because, look, at the end of the day, they uh, they they joined the Patreon and at, at you know at a at a decent cost and 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 clearly had I'm going to assume good intentions, but you know, at the end of the day, it, it's not a uh, you know it's 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 not an open door policy in the sense that it is ultimately our home. It's like it's like the living room of our home. And uh, we have the right to refuse service, you know. And the only time we're ever going to do that is if a person is making our other patrons or us or both uncomfortable. And uh, that is a very rare thing. In fact, so rare that for the first time ever, we had to uh, remove someone from the Slack and actually remove them from the patronage and, and refund them their money uh, because it just felt like it was a... It was a bad, a bad vibe, and could got got a lot worse. And I would say that that their reaction to being refunded and and removed from the slack was proof positive that our instincts were correct. Yeah, because uh, they did not react in a rational or cogent or calm or mature manner, which is the vibe we were getting from the start. Like it, right. it's one of those things. Like if you run super hot, you also are going to run super cold. And we wanted to preempt that, and I'm glad that we did. I think it was the right decision. Right. I'll tell you why I um, involved myself 
as I did because I don't usually do that. But um, I I kind of called this person out, and uh, the reason why I did it was because we just uh, got someone back uh, to the to the Slack that means very very much to me. <laughs> right, uh, uh, our buddy yeah. Mister Mister Tomio came back, right. and I'm not going to gamble with that. I, I'm not going to have somebody of. Um, questionable intent come in there and and annoy him to the point where he says fuck it i'm a bounce again i'm i wasn't going to risk it so you you weigh the options you have gold in one hand and you have i don't know iced tea in the other which one do you keep i'm going with the gold right it's it's a sure bet so that's why i did what i did not to risk losing um our friend again Mm -hmm. mm-hmm okay yeah I mean, yeah, my, my discomfort was a was a little bit more broad based, but uh, but nevertheless, it's the same kind of vibe. Right. And I will say again, you know, um, yeah, it's it because it is a more intimate setting, right? And 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 people are comfortable being themselves, and we do share lots of personal anecdotes and 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 much more and more. I mean, we're an open book. I mean, we we talk about a lot of this stuff on the show. People feel like they know us. I get that, right? But a lot of our friends that are on the Slack are not generally um, public figures, in as much as we're public figures, you know, because we put ourselves out there. So I never want any of them to feel like they have to think twice about what they're saying or or, or what they're going to type into the community, you know. Right. Yeah. And I just think and call it being old and busted now or having good instincts or having met a lot of people. I, you guys know the second that that person joined the Slack, even though it was very excited and positive and, you know, all oh, you guys are my favorite show. I, I, I told you guys that I'm, I'm worried about this one. I, I, yeah. I because I think it's, again, as I said, it, it, you, if you are like super Nova out of nowhere in, in love with something, it's also the same kind of thing that like when it goes sour, it goes sour. Like, Tires slashed, key, you know, car keyed, house burnt down right, type right. of thing, and and I I I do not want that to taint what has become a, a beautiful right. uh, subset of, of of our of our of our little influence circle. Right, and it's a tricky um, aquarium to maintain, right? Because oh sure, it, it, when when you have a bunch of fish in there who have uh, donated for the privilege. And you throw something in there that maybe all the other fish aren't going to get along with. What do you say? Well, I mean, come on. He's he's paying the same amount that you are. Yes, that's true. But um, you guys have been there longer. You have you are definitely family. So we're not going to risk making waves to keep the aquatic you know metaphor going. We're, we're not going to make waves for the sake of one guy. Well, and that's why. That's why I think the refund was a no-brainer because right, yeah. you know again I I think it would be smarmy to take someone's money and then say oh we don't like your vibe or out I but oh we couldn't you can't do that that's just well no yeah. I mean you, you well you, you say you can't you you very much could in the sense that that like nothing precluded us from doing it but but I think that would have been the wrong thing right yes. that that would have that would have been a bad look because yeah. the, even if you had the best of intentions like that would be a bad look but uh, yeah so. And but enough of that. Enough of that. Continuing the massive segue, Orama. Uh, speaking of the patrons, uh, they have delineated uh, a good chunk of this episode. What is this you say, Jason? Why don't you tell them about it? 
Yes, so one of the other perks of being at a certain tier is that you get every quarter to collab um, amongst yourselves on a theme app, and we have no say. So you guys could choose next quarter to say we want you guys to tell us about the 10 favorite outfits you ever wore. Like, it could be something ridiculous. It could be your, you know, we want you guys to do a history of ice cream. I, whatever. We, we get no sense. You tell, us, you tell us what you want us to talk about. History and, of uh, ice cream. <laughs> we'll talk about it. So, um, you know, almost every other thing in in the podcast that we do, is we have some some say, whether it be giving you choices or pushing in a certain direction or just deciding to do what we're going to do. This is the, the, the patron's one chance to say, I wish y'all would talk about this. So yeah. they... Um, they have to do it, but it has to be like it's like a, it's like a jury. It's like a murder trial. They have to go into a room, talk amongst themselves, and then the foreman has to come out and tell us. You know, we don't. They don't give us a couple choices and say pick one. They don't say, well, which do you guys, which would you rather do? We want them to make the decision and tell us. So they they did, uh, and they decided that they wanted us to um, emulate the good old days when you might be inclined to just pull open a long box that's not even labeled and reach in and pull a, a comic out and and maybe don't even remember that you ever bought it or owned it and read it. So we took their their marching orders and that's what we did. We each picked a random comic and uh, shared it with each other and uh, each of us read so we each read three comics the same three comics. Yes. And um, you know, in 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 true in true form, we all went about it different ways. Um, I I decided that the way I wanted to do it was rather than reach into a long box, I thought the most random stuff that I quote unquote own is actually in digital form via the humble bundle because we're all fans of the humble bundle. But when you buy the humble bundle, it's usually so dirt cheap that you're getting just crap tons of comics, many of which you know you, you pr- wouldn't normally have even ever bought or read it's just that they come along with other stuff that you were grooving on but they're there and you own them so i went in opened up my humble bundle library i counted how many different titles were in there plugged it in in a spreadsheet into a random number generator went looked at what that title was and that was most humble bundles are like collections and then i so i picked the collection from that randomly and then i did a random number generator on the collection to figure out which of the issues we would read and that's how i got mine Hmm. Interesting. Yes. Well, mine's close to that. I, uh, for those of you who don't know, I have terabytes of digital comics, like an obscene amount <laughs> of uh, of electrons. And uh, what I did was I just uh, opened one of my drives, and uh, in the Finder, I just kept scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I wasn't even looking at the screen. Kept scrolling, scrolling. Bam. I hit a directory, and wouldn't you know, it was Image Comics, which opened up another massive uh, directory listing. So I scrolled, 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 and boom, I selected one. And that's the one I went with. Totally blind. Uh, there is no way in hell I would have picked this book. <laughs> yeah. Same, same. I will say that as much. Before we get into it, I'll say the same. It was, it was definitely a book I'm like... I was actually pleased because I thought, oh, okay, yeah, this is a book that I've owned digitally for years and i have never had an, an inkling of of reading it so perfect yes right <laughs> and, and i don't know if 
I will after this. Uh, mine initially apparently was suspect, so I had to. Wait, 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 It was very suspect. Hugely suspect. Tell, tell them what you did. <laughs> so, the other week we were uh, praising Hassan, <laughs> and to my left is the Amazing Spider-Man Omnibus by Roger Stern. So, while I have a long box to my right and short boxes in in the closet, I grabbed the omnibus because it was right there, and I thumbed through it, and I landed on a page, and that page was for issue 227, which is a issue focusing on... um, it's I, I think it's the second part of a black cat story, but Gene DeWolf is in it. Um, it's an issue I might have read years ago, if I did. Um, and that's um I threw that out there. I said, Okay, this is completely random. And oh, uh, that's the anti random equation. How there's, is okay, there's nothing random I, about I, it. I, only I, I picked up a book and I thumbed through yeah, it. Yeah, but it was you, a book that you had just received and was top of mind of your favorite character. It could have, oh. and it could have been a Suicide Squad on the bus right next to it too. That, which is, that was well, I, that it how do you define that as random? You know the the character. You yes. know the writer. Right. How, you, you know, know this. You know the spread of issues. A Roger Stern Spider-Man story, like that's that, not random. That's no. That's that's not random. I mean, the issue number was very random, right. but that's the only thing that was random. And and you that got like off. the Inferno book up right now. And, yeah. And being oh, like, oh wait, I got an X-Men, X-Men issue. What is that? <laughs> How did that happen? It's so strange. <laughs> okay, and you you were going to pick an image book because you landed in your image folder. It, I, I didn't I, know. That's when, that, for, when, when I scrolled, scrolled, scrolled. Folder, and then you kept drilling, but you knew it was going to be an image book. After the random draw of the image, yeah. I would. I didn't go in picking the image. I didn't consider that it would be. I was just scroll, scroll, scroll. Oh, look, here these things go by. Boom, I'm done. It was could have been roulette. I could have got I could have got an issue of, like, uh, Femme Force. And y'all would have <laughs> been, been cursing me. No, I probably would have. No, no, probably not. Like that. It would have, yeah. It would have made. It would have made. But anyway, you, you opted to you threw uh, that I, one in the. I so I grabbed one of the short boxes of uh, of the unread, um, and it contained eBay wins from shit at least fifteen years ago, and and uh, it was because um, I was I went on a um, a priest buying spree back in the day, and and. Um, it's when I won Black Panther and and the crew all all this shit. So, um, following the six issue miniseries, James Owsley wrote, or at this time he was priest, but um, he picked up where Jack C. Harris left off, and he wrote the Ray ongoing series. So uh, I let my fingers do the walking and pulled this issue out of the box, um, ran to the scanner so you guys could read it, and then. Um, that's what I ended up with. So yeah, so so I went into the box, randomly grabbed an issue, and that's what we are going now, to discuss. In in yeah. said box, was it all Christopher Priest stuff? Um, no, 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 no. It was. I mean, a lot of it was, but I had no way of knowing if I, I just I I kept flipping through. So if I like if if I knew he was in the front, and I just like grabbed something out of the front, then yeah, the, the, then you could say that that not isn't necessarily random. But but it's 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 a box of unread stuff. It's not all gotcha. um, 
Priest. Basically, the only box that really has one creator in it is um, is the Wagner box. There's 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 other. Th- I have a box with um, still in progress DC books like uh, Madame Xanadu and I Zombie, uh, things like that. So, right. uh, but yeah, this was this was a bunch of de- different different creators in this box. I so, have uh, okay. uh, something that would hopefully make this um, far less torturous than it was reading them. Um, I think we should mix it up and swap books. Uh, don't summarize the books that we brought. Summarize one from another person. <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't even know that summarizing isn't torturous based. Oh, I mean, I'll yeah. just come flat and say, I, <laughs> I mean, I guess in further proof that this is random, I, I intensely disliked all three issues. Same. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but but that, the, my my dislike was um, uh, it seemed different for each. It, it seemed to burn very very hot uh, with one, and one was just you know mildly annoying, uh, and then uh, the third was uh, somewhere in between. Yeah, uh, I but, probably agree with that. We probably are of different minds about which in that, but I probably would agree with that. One I thought was of its time and like a bad facsimile of a thousand other comics just like it that I read back then. Mm-hmm. One was like super annoying, but of a character that I think I would like to read in its better form. And the other was just totally not made for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who it was made for. There, there was actually one issue that felt like I was trapped in an elevator with 10 people I loathed. <laughs> on on every level, yeah. yeah same. Yeah, and same one, but yeah, yeah, and, and <laughs> we should be. Anyway. I and I was trying to find a way I could crawl up in that little opening in the ceiling and get the hell out of there, but I couldn't reach it because I'm a short little guy, and it was, and I probably died in that elevator. <laughs> yeah. So, um, for those of you playing at home, here are the three issues we went with. Uh, Jason went with Snot Girl, number six. Six, yeah. By Leslie Hung and Brian Lee O'Malley. Yes. That was from 2017. Then David went with The Ray, number nine, which was from 1994. Written, of course, by Mr. Christopher Priest, uh, Howard Porter, not young the Howard, Howard yes, very young Howard Porter. Not the the Howard Porter who, uh, this is a more image inspired, a more Michael Golden inspired Howard. Did Porter. you ever read Underworld Unleashed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not. It's it, this is still, I think, before that, and or is it? But it's it's um, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's not the Howard Porter you know from right. Um, Scooby Apocalypse or the Flash or, or Justice League. It's not the great. Justice League 3000, Howard Porter. Uh, but it, it's, a, it's a good Howard Porter, right? And uh, Jones on... Um, uh, who Who's uh, who the other part of the creative team, David? On the... Uh, on the Ray? On the Ray? Yeah. It was... Um, oh, who was the... Uh, who was the anchor? It was... Um, you had... Well, the credit is Jones and Soaks. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think, yeah, I'm not sure who the Jones is. I should not have hoaxes either. But and and Pat Garrahy on uh, colors, but your letters are by uh, Richard Stark and Comic Craft. Right. 
And um, the lettering is very nineties. Sorry, the lettering yeah, is, is, it is is very of its time. It's that that out of the can lettering. Yeah. Um, I uh, stumbled upon something called Phantom Guard from Wildstorm, <laughs> which was written by uh, written, uh, overwritten, <laughs> massively <laughs> written by uh, Sean Ruffner with art by Ryan Le- Benjamin, the legendary, the legendary Sean Ruffner. Yeah, yes. Uh, the visuals are by Ryan Benjamin. Mm-hmm. And the uh, color art is by Wendy Foats, and of course the computer color. Remember, this is the this is the time when computer color yeah. was the thing. Wildstorm FX—that's what they were known for, right? Um, uh, Tony, Mike, Joel, and Alex. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, so those are the three issues uh, that we uh, we read. And um, what what should we start with? I mean, we got it. It's it's you definitely take the. Um, uh, they're not all going to be winners, and all going to be home runs. You, you know, you, you read enough things. We all buy. We, we've said it for weeks now, and, and it's true. But even at cons, when Vince and I go back, issue dive, and we tend to know what we're looking for. But listen, there are times where it's like, oh, these are a bunch of books, five for a buck. It's like an anthology. Maybe something in there is going to be a whiff, but you're hoping for mostly decent to to gems, and you know. Out of all the comic books we all have, digitally or otherwise, and what we picked, um, you know, it's it's unfortunate that uh, they weren't all. They can't all be talked about positively. Yeah, yeah. Well, um... <laughs> is it also fair to say that, as far as we remember, this was the first time for each of us reading these? Oh, for yes, yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It was for me. yeah. I haven't read any of these. Yeah. Um, well, let's. Well, uh, you said you want to talk about the. Uh, each of us talk about. So. I mean, if we, if you want, I mean, we, you could all chime chime in. It's not it doesn't have to be an exclusive yeah. thing. Um, well, <laughs> well, let's start with the worst. Let's start with okay. Worst. Yeah. Well, <laughs> And I appreciate the awareness. I, 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 uh, I think, I mean, there's um, nothing to defend here, but I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. I was going to say, it's not like I, I excitedly said, Oh, we got to read this. Um, well, first of all, why do I, why is it in my possession? Again, it's because humble bundle has done several image humble bundles and I, we're all big fans of image and, and, you know, 70, 80, 90% of a humble, uh, image humble, humble, an image humble bundle <laughs> is go- the goodness. Yeah. And when I picked this book, I mean, this is not a book that I ever even tried the first issue when it was solicited. Um, but I will say a couple things. When I did pick it randomly, I thought, oh, cool, because A, it was a book, I, uh, in spite of it being image, I, I hadn't read it. Um, B, um, Leslie Hung is who, as far as I know, this is her first comic work. She's one of Felix. She's represented by Felix, and I, I love her art. Like I, I think I love her style. Like I'm very much a fan of that style. And Brian Lee O'Malley, I thought was interesting because he is someone who certainly is like a rock star in the comics world for a certain set of of, of fandom because of Scott Pilgrim. But what I found interesting for me when when it became the pick is that um, you know I I have never been a huge Scott Pilgrim fan. I don't dislike it. I don't think it's like I don't I'm not going to trash it. But I I was never drawn into Scott Pilgrim in the way many th- others were. And I thought, okay, well, you know, like, but he's a, he's a big name. Like when he does a new comic, that's a big deal for a lot of people. So I thought, okay, uh, there's a lot about this book that could be pretty cool. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, and, and but again, it's uh, <laughs> there's there's the theory and there's the reality. And uh, it, issue six was the first issue of the second arc, um, <laughs> and uh, I, I, you know, I, I I guess there was a chance when I read this issue that I'd be like, oh, I got to go back and read this uh, this first arc to see what's doing, but I, I don't need to do that. Um, so, as you alluded, Vince, I think the, the key takeaway here is that this is a book written for and about characters and people that we just have no even tangential no. link to or interest in. Um, the, the, the lead character, uh, a.k.a. Snot Girl, is, uh, her name is Lottie Person, and she's a blogger. She's basically an internet celebrity. She blogs about fat, high fashion. And this, to me, read like a very disjointed uh, millennial version of Sex and the City. Like, that's what they were going for, you know? Like, attractive 20-something, young 30-something girls living in the city, doing their thing, um, love-hate each other. They have drama that's mostly surface level, largely based on romance. But there is a little bit of nefariousness, it seems, where... I guess somebody was was attacked and pushed off of, of, a, of a ledge or something like that. But but it's basically drama between these different women. And um, there's a very effete guy that she's totally into. Um, I just yeah I just I, I just couldn't you know when you're reading something you try and find some some grounding point some some something that anchors you to it whether it be a character or the narrative or the setting. And um, you know, the only thing I can say is I, 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 I do like I do like Leslie's line, but I don't care at all about the stuff she was using her talents to draw. And I yeah, I just don't like I read this issue and had no impulse to find out what happens to these people beyond this like yeah. i just there was absolutely not even an inkling of me thinking oh i gotta see what happens from here and uh and and, and certainly of the three of us you know i guess i'd be the one that would be the most most likely to recommend a book that's kind of adjacent to this stylistically um that's true but right but like yeah. but it, and it just it just didn't it just did nothing just did nothing for me and and i i don't because we didn't read the first arc i don't get like she has some kind of thing where she's like has some snot and then yeah that's what i said why is it called snot yeah girl? it's called snot yeah. girl she has some snot and then i guess she looks like her feels like she's ugly when she has the snot running down her nose but then when she cleans herself up she's gorgeous and she feels gorgeous See, i don't know if that's like a a visual um like i don't know if she's actually got like some kind of strange like disability where she's got uncontrollable snot or that's just kind of the way that they portray how even the most beautiful women feel not beautiful sometimes. Oh my God. I don't know if that's what that's supposed to evoke or not. And I, yeah. again, I, I don't care enough to find out. Right, right. right. I, I, this book is an exercise in superficiality. If superficiality yes. yeah, yeah. was yeah. a disease, this book would be a terminal case. It would just kill you right there. Well said. Yeah. Be, because it's, it's about people who define themselves by – very very or or who are defined by very very narrow windows like there's there's one girl named she's known as cute girl and there's another woman that's known as norm girl and there's cool girl like please put me out of my misery that <laughs> that your whole sense of being is wrapped up in the fact that you're cute what 
this is not my neck of the woods. It's I, 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 I found, yes, I will agree with you that I think Leslie Hung is very talented. Um, but I just thought it was a complete and utter waste of line and color uh, on, on every level. I just, uh, I didn't care about these people. The guy that seemed to live his life just so he can clean up after other people. Like, what is that? Why are you a slave? Yeah. Uh, and she I, thought he was super hot. Yeah. Um, the, the cute girl has conjunctivitis and wears an eye patch and, and it just adds to her ensemble and it's really cute. And uh, I just, uh, the one page that really wanted to make me take the bridge was, um, where, (laughs) where snot girl is reminiscing over a lost love. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I missed you so much. It hurt. It tore me apart. It nearly, that's one panel destroyed me yeah oh man and 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 her her the object of her affection is bleeding from the mouth for some reason and which doesn't dissuade her from kissing her and they're kissing in the blood i don't (laughs) understand this book i don't know who it's for and i uh, i should really get a colostomy to see if it left anything I'm sorry. It's no, it, I'm, I'm it, it, it was a horrible, horrible experience. <laughs> um, kudos to those. And and you know what? This book, uh, for a time, this book was very hot. Um, like I, yeah. I think the first well, Ryan Lee O'Malley, right? He was yeah. yeah, yeah. But this is very different than Scott Pilgrim. Uh, I mean, at least in Scott yeah, Pilgrim, I, don't actually, I mean, I think it's an extreme, like a more extreme version of it. But my issue with Scott Pilgrim was similar in that I just thought it was a book that was so for and about the generation that is been below me where it where there's enough years where i'm totally disconnected to the things they thought were cool and were hip and right but i think the saving grace of scott pilgrim was the battles like i said i'm not gonna i'm not gonna besmirch scott pilgrim i understand why it's a all-time classic and i understand why it's many people of a certain age's favorite comic of all time I, i i get it i i it but but I'm saying for me it, it this was a, just a a natural extension and that he I think Brian O'Malley is the voice of a different generation yeah and 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 in a way that I it, because he is so focused on the pop in pop culture and superficiality I it just doesn't connect with me I'm just too old for it I don't I just don't get it but but again I I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if some people are listening to said I love soccer and that's totally cool yeah, like, it's okay yeah like, again I'm not saying this is a poorly made comic in the sense that that I mean certainly Brian Lee O'Malley's Bonafides are ironclad. The three of us could all hate everything he ever does from here, and I don't think it matters much to him. He's he's no. he's made himself millions making comics, and 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 it, I think I haven't heard that yet. But but Vince and I both agree. Like Leslie's Leslie's talented. I, I, sure. I would look forward to. In fact, I've told Felix this. I, I said I, I look forward to her working on her next book because I very much like her style. But I have just even before reading it, I had no interest in buying a page from a book called Snot Girl. So, um, but I, I hope she has a long career in comics. Like I'm all for that. Yeah. That uh, uh in reverse I still haven't read any of and I haven't seen the movie for uh Scott oh, wow. Pilgrim. Wow. And I think I want to see the movie. I just haven't it, it's one of those things where I just haven't gotten around to it. I got to see I think I, I think it was on one of the streaming services. But Yeah, um, the movie's good and and it's one of those movies yeah. now where if you watch it everybody in it Everybody's like, oh, in shit, it. Yeah. I can't believe they're in that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, so I think I'm more willing to give the movie a shot, even though it's Michael Sarah, than to sit down with the uh, however many seven volumes or whatever. This was but, the best Michael Sarah ever was because he just got to be himself. Like, in other words, like Scott Pilgrim <laughs> is that Michael Sarah character in every other movie, right? But but that's spot on for the but character. So. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I was just flipping through the image section in previews because I I haven't seen an issue. Of Snot Girl in a minute, but that could just mean that they're on hiatus. But there is a two-page section, uh, image titles to hook manga readers, and three volumes of Snot Girl are on this page. So I don't know if all three, if those three volumes are it, and that's all the Snot Girl we got, that was the story, uh, or again, if, if it's on hiatus. But I know, like it said, it was it was hot, and uh, whether that's, I I'm only guessing that that's because of. Brian's name um, and what he did before. I really do like the art. I spent and I'm looking through it. And I'm, I, I like the way I like the way hair falls. I like I like the fingers and the hands because not everybody can do. I mean, they're not they're not like you know Jim Chung hands, but they're they work. But um, I thought uh, I I really do think the line work is kind of where the beginning and end of, of, of my compliments kind of are because I, the story does not, these characters don't do anything for me. This, this is absolutely the kind of book where, um, I, it, it, it's not painful to read, but I I just, I, it's, it's, it's a bit of a chore. I don't see, there's nothing, there's nothing in here to connect. There's, uh, for me to connect with, there's nothing, um, their problems aren't. And listen, we read a bunch of superhero comics. It's not like, you know, Wolverine going through the jungles of of Krakoa or something I can relate to, but um, at least that is able to keep my interest going. Um, they're just really because initially even even the title of it was a turnoff to me from from, from Jump and uh, and and that's a me thing. I, I I'll admit to being superficial in that regard, but I, I I knew when the book was announced years ago that. Uh, it wasn't really something I was going to ever check out. I would have been fine continuing that, but um, you know, th- this was presented to us, and it's the beauty of the random app, dude. Yep. Thank God for the randomizer guy. So we, um, you know, I could say I read an issue, and <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, I tried it. Like I, I do like to suggest, I do recommend things to people, and I don't think anybody should just talk shit about something outright at least don't don't judge a site unseen you can get an idea that ain't for you and that's fine but you don't have to right. you can just leave it at that there's no reason to, to yeah i think we all agree that this isn't a bad comic per se no. where it's just trash made it's just a comic that that at least for the three of us and and you know we have collectively very different tastes on the fringes of what we love but but we are ultimately all you know three lifelong superhero and indie comic dudes who are in our 40s and 50s, and you know, it's it just this right. is just 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 out of that. Wherever our concentric circles are, is is just outside of that. Right? Yeah, I will say that um, of the three, in terms of um, word manipulation, uh, the science of manipulating and moving around words and until the the cadence and the sound of sentences uh, ring true, this was by far the best of the three. Reading this was difficult, but it wasn't a chore to actually read the sentences as constructed. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. gets progressively worse 
yes 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 yeah it wasn't hard to read this and and but it is a case of um there's a they say don't judge a book by its cover i you can completely judge this book by the cover and you yeah, would be true. somewhere like near the month. I didn't read this or confirmed by reading this. Like, like I, yeah, like, and that, I'm with you too. Like, like I just the the idea. And listen, we we all like we we all like plenty of crazy visuals. I mean, I just talked about Mind Viscosity, which is a, a book all about pinups of deformed characters that you're familiar with. And uh, sure, you know, Vince just talked about. Uh, um, I forget. Just I pick forget something, name. yeah, whatever. Most yeah. Of the no, no, the talking. one with um the 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 witch that smokes all the weed, uh, Mega Hex. Uh, oh yes, yes. Right, like I'm saying, like visually, we're not opposed to like body, and we've talked about tons of Japanese body horror, so it's not even that. But for some reason, the idea of like a very clean, pretty girl who's got just lots of snot. I mean, snot's gross. Like it's gross, it is, but right? it's like, still it's not defined why she has the snot though. No, I know, but I'm saying the the I but to that point, like just even the name, like I just don't like it. Just didn't appear. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and this is of- actually the anti Simon Hanselman. I'm glad you mentioned that because, <laughs> um, yeah, this is this is if they if you ever put Snot Girl and Mega Hex together and rubbed them, it would be like matter and antimatter. The, the universe would probably just be destroyed. <laughs> I, I I would um I'll I'll echo that and and that yes it 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 reads like. A conversation you would hear over here today. It, it's it's not. Um, it wasn't forced. It no, wasn't, it's well written. It is. Yes. Yeah. yeah it is. It, it is. is. And I'm sure you know we 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 probably know people who we could you know if we ended up with this and if we had this issue we threw it in a care pack and we could probably we we know people who would enjoy this I think and and um, it's just not frustrating. So what's next? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's take them in in uh, descending order and go with the ray. So ray's in the middle. I yeah for me yeah. I think so. so. Okay, so you all right? So 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 you felt Phantom Guard overall as a, as as the complete package. Was a better issue than the ring. No, descending order. I thought oh, wait, you started with Snot Girl. Was the best of the three. In terms of writing, I think hmm. no. In in terms of writing and art, I thought Snot Girl was at least aesthetically sound. Okay. The the art in Snot Girl is is very good. The writing is very good. It's just when you when you put them together, right. it it you know it, it didn't really matter to me. And then you know I think the Ray, uh, the art's okay. Uh, the writing is overblown and and okay. But I think Phantom Guard is a transgression on every level. <laughs> well, because when I said the the transgression on every level, I was talking about Snot Girl. But but admittedly, that was more about just like I totally disconnected to it. Right. Then me too. That's what I meant. Yeah. 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 For me, the 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 uh, the Phantom Guard was was exactly what my mind makes me think of when I think of that period of nineties comics. And it was just another version of that same cookie cutter. paint by numbers yeah. that we saw a trillion times of team of random superheroes. You're supposed to be psyched that they exist working for the military or paramilitary fighting a villain. Like, and, and it's like, man, like, there were 
how many of those right that ten year period. That's it, and and the fact that they put um, a new god, uh, Travis Charest, on the cover does not save this book. Um, yeah. There are two covers: Travis Charest and Ryan Benjamin. But um, I didn't know. Uh, I, I my research revealed to me that this this ser- series had a zero issue. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there are oh, there are some things yeah. going in that, that would have explained so much, right? Uh, the inside uh, the front cover is a litany of of who is the names of the heroes, where they're from, what they do, who's the leader, blah blah blah. And I'm like, wow, this is strange to have all these characters in you know a, a first issue just listing them all like this. This is nuts. I've never seen this before. Uh, that's why, because there was a zero issue. And um, it's it it's just uh, vanilla. It, it's my, my, my favorite thing is that this story takes place twenty years in the future from when it's published, which is four years ago from our current present. Right. Yeah. Um, it's it's a, a a strike team that is uh, in tar- in charge of of uh, policing Phobos, one of the moons of Mars. Um, and there's a, a group of ne'er-do-wells that take um, hostages and start killing them. So they send the strike team in to um, stop what's going on. And I have to – I will very uh, honestly admit, after the dust settles on the uh, the mission per se, I could not tell you what happened in this issue. It's all talking. Um, reams and reams and reams of paper. If you actually printed out the dialogue on it, it, it would you would probably get a stack oh, about waist high. It there's so much verbiage in this book. It's so many captions, and it's it all amounts to nothing to me because he lost me. You know, you have action in the beginning. This is cool. Okay, I'm paying attention now, and then it's just page after page after page of these characters just talking, and there's a cliffhanger. Oops. Like, okay, <laughs> I, I'll see you in about 100 years because I'm never buying another book that you've written. Uh, I, I don't know. It was, I just thought it was, it was horrid. Yeah, it, this is like there are people that maybe either because of age or they were just not into comics at that period of time. Here, a lot of us talk about the, the, the image era in the 90s. And, you know, they may pick up an issue of Wildcats and be like, yeah. what the fuck, man? Like, I don't, like, wow. But, like, this is like Wildcats if you tried to clone it and then you tried to clone the clone and you just kept, you know, like in science fiction how like there's just continuous degradation. It's almost yes. like Bizarro. Yeah. And this is like the 10th time you've tried to run Wildcats through the clone machine. Yeah. And this is what you get. This is you why. You get like a more distorted like Ryan, like the, like you get the, it, it, it looks like on the surface if you just, if you've flipped open this book and you flipped open a, a Wildcats book for two seconds and we'd be like, oh yeah, same style, like same era. And it is, but like, but if you look, if you read the book and you're like, oh, I mean, this is like, a, again, it's a clone of, it's a copy of what, what, of the guys who were killing it and doing it right, visually and stylistically, like this is a copy of a copy. It's it's just a, you know, and no disrespect to Ryan Benjamin, like, I mean, I've, you know, met the dude at cons, like, I got, I got, I, you know, again, different period of time but like man i look at some of the figure work in here and like the facial and the and the anatomy and 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 you know i i want to be clear like we all love we all love um non 
like non-model anatomy, right? Like, shit, I, I love Jeff Kirby's Lear the comics, King. and yeah. I love Scotty comics, and and you know Matt Lisniewski, and and you know and 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 Matt Allison. I mean, they draw crazily not you know unrealistic figures, but like that's a stylistic choice, right? Like this, it just looks like they just don't understand anatomy, yeah. right? Like it looks right, like a, a tired yeah. Larry Strong. If you if, yeah. if you right, not just and not just Stroman, but he is on my mind. But 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 what you're saying, Jason, is these are artists who all they they know which rules to bend. They they know what they can get away with because they know right. the basics. They can if they wanted to bust out a realistic figure drawing, they all could. I have no exactly. doubt that Allison yeah. and Lesnuski could do it without a doubt. Right. Well, said. this exactly. is this yeah. is early. Right. I know what Ryan Benjamin can do now. This is early Ryan Benjamin, and this is like the worst of Stroman of Charay. Of of um, of former. This is this is this is just like it, just like the uh, extreme studios. All kind of you know, Marat Michaels and Mark. Everybody took after Rob. This is this yeah, is I mean, everybody at Wildstorm. Rob Sylvester. This is a Rob, this is a Liefeld Sylvestri wannabe, right? At this point, that's who Ryan was at this point. This and and this is, I mean, this is just like every other Wildstorm book at the time. Everybody's trying to 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 have that that you know we can't draw, we can't do a Jim Lee Scott Williams thing on our. So so we're go- we're going to kind of be close to that, um, but you can see where they kind of where they kind of follow. But there's even, I mean, I, I, some. Um, Bahalo in the way some of the figures are standing. But I mean the way I would see him now, not back in the generation X days. But there's there's a mishmash of things here, and I don't think Brian I mean, eventually he got to where he wanted to be, but I don't this is I look at this and right or wrong, I just see Ryan trying to find himself. He's not sure what what works and he, he's just following the people who came before him as as far as the figures and, and putting pieces together. Um the storytelling isn't quite there yet. As Vince says, there's word balloons out the wazoo. So Too many. Uh, it's not even like Ryan had to draw everything because a lot of it's covered anyway. Um, but yeah, I just, I, the story was kind of, um, it was just, it was, it was weird. I couldn't, I, I, I don't know who's who. I, you could put these same characters in a book today and I wouldn't read, I, I'd read it and go, these are all new to me. I've never seen these characters before. And obviously that'd be a fucking lie. So there's just, there's nothing about this that, that is, is memorable to me. Yeah. It's kind of irksome that the Asian characters named Napalm. Oh, I didn't even notice, but you're yeah, right. It's kinda, yeah. Yeah. Napalm's an enigma. The only man I know who can yeah. take, this, uh, take a sword into a gunfight and have the odds still in his favor. That's so clunky. I mean, I there's just so many different the, ways. The, the perfect, encapsulation of what we're talking about to me was uh the 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 bestial creature that they say must be alien yeah the one where uh and again i'm sorry i don't have these names committed that that one is yeah manicot but like when when the dude dude with the dread shows up and he's like where's the where's the fire yeah (laughs) yeah Um, and then behind him wait and he and he has a, a jacket that has africa on the back of it yeah, yeah, like, but the U.S. U.S. on the on the on the on the left, yeah, yeah, but but like Manicott's in the back wearing this giant leather jacket, and he dude's got four antlers, and he's got gold rings around the antlers, yeah, and he's got cat ears and whiskers, and it's just like that is it, man. That's the encapsulation of of the peak, like when they decided they needed the twentieth nineties looking book. This is like that's what happens, right? Yeah. It's like yeah, well, we we already drew Bad Rock, and all right, let's give Bad Rock some. 
some horns. Wait, but let's. No, you let's hit it exactly on the head. You did. Yeah. You when you said it, it's just like, um, well, the Sylvester Liefeld, um, you know, the, the the image explosion hit. Let's do what they did and and add infinitum or infinitum, whatever. It's it's just like Jack at at Marvel. Draw like did Jack. You look how long the series went. I did not look. I, I think I think it, six issues, really? five issues, whatever. Okay. Uh, but I just to to change the subject because you did mention him, Liefeld. What's up with your boy? You can get me in trouble here. I mean, what do you mean? I'm just the the tweet when when he's uh, when he was commenting. Uh, he deleted it. Uh, oh, not, I don't, I'm not on Twitter anymore, so I don't know what you're talking. Oh, about. he deleted it not long after sending it, but he got a little blowback because he was talking about the 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 Chauvin uh, the the George Floyd. Uh, trial and he's like I don't want to watch this why are you showing this like as if why are you wasting our time with this yeah and and he got I some... mean yeah for, like I said I, I don't I'm not on Twitter anymore so I, I didn't see it I so I wouldn't begin to guess but uh, I don't think it's a secret that Rob's pretty conservative right I mean he's yeah he's highly is he like, conservative or is he racist like no, I, well, I mean, no, yeah, I mean it's hard okay, to say. I mean, again, you're, I, like, we're going into dangerous territory here. I don't, I don't know the man at all to know, right? But, but I'm saying he's he's very Christian. He does lean conservative. I mean, I don't think he's. Yeah, I, I don't. I so I don't. I don't. Who knows? I have no, I have no idea. I, I, I get it, but I'm just you know, there's right and there's wrong, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, there's some. I mean, obviously he deleted it. So whether it's he did, it's, he killed, he regrets it, or he yeah. feels guilty. But there's, there's and, and there's there were people that who you know how they save these things. They they capture them and yep. they're they're like, hey Marvel, why don't you yeah, stop? I know. Yeah, giving that, this guy some that, more. That's the whole canceling thing, and that's just stupid. He made yeah. a mistake. He deleted it. Just move the fuck on and don't 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 buy his books if you're that offended by it. But you don't have to worry about. I mean, that's you know, I, I don't gesture because I didn't even see a tweet, but like maybe yeah, maybe it was just a really dumb insensitive thing to say and he you know better oh and we we can be dumb yeah maybe he said it didn't mean it that way and then as soon as he typed it he's like oh shit that doesn't right no i'm not i'm not trying to crucify the dude and then he realized like oh i'm gonna get in trouble for that like i I, that i don't know i mean listen uh i know you you were joking when you saying my boy i mean yes i'm a rob fan we had him on the show way back in the day but i mean it's been a long time since i've had any interaction with him and 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 certainly uh you know he he is prone to uh (laughs) he has a long history of being incendiary right Sure. Uh, yes. It can be wildly entertaining when when you kind of think he's on the right side of it, <laughs> and it can be really off putting to the point where you kind of want to not have anything to do with him well, when, when you're on the other side. Remember, of it, so. this is the man that, and again, you don't have Twitter. This is the man that recently tweeted that the, the Watchmen movie is better than the Watchmen comic. Oh, I think someone might have posted that. Yeah. On so I mean, you know, when you're going down that road, <laughs> I just, I, I really got nothing for you. But yeah. I, and and when I say your boy, I mean we all like the guy in to to various degrees and i do too i'm and i wasn't trying to to hammer that last nail and i would just thought maybe you knew something no no i have no idea yeah anyway that it it is it's i've work has been kicking my ass partly because i don't have a direct supervisor anymore but it it's so i mean i'm in my office i'm in the room and it's completely quiet because i'm focusing on work but my wife does have the uh, the trilon downstairs and and she'll she'll tell me about things and I I'm glad I can't ha- I don't have it on because I would be so fucking angry so um, I I yeah I don't know how I would have reacted if, if if I had seen that tweet but then I would have I would have then stepped back and realized I reacted in the moment 
uh, without having a level head. But right. yeah, and if there's you know if there's people more knowledgeable on the subject than us, let us know. Like I, I would love to get to 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 some kind of uh, closure on this. To you know because again, uh, we uh, these people are our heroes, and we like to think they are above reproach. And sometimes, a lot of times, they're not. So let's mm. just let's. I, I just I gotta know. You know what I mean? Inquiring minds. <laughs> I'm nosy. Yeah, uh, uh, seriously. So the, the um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was just uh, Phantom Guard. I it's it's one of those. You know, this is it's weird. I, I I read this and I see the title, and I thought about this um, actually the other day. Um, walking to the post office to to drop off a care package. I, I for some reason I had um, I was thinking about books that I've never read or completely missed because they only lasted however many issues and i mean marvel has had a lot of those books they 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 had the short running uh billy tucci heroes for hire book and they've had um there have just been a lot of books from marvel and dc that uh and and of course obviously with image where there's there's so many things out from even back then that i was never aware of never never read it and didn't even know, you know, that would be on a creator's resume. Unless I'm scrolling through Comic Book DB and I'm looking, you know, up Ryan, Ryan Benjamin's resume. Oh, okay, that's I, I never heard of it. I never read it, but maybe I'll check it out one day. And this and this is a case where I did check it out. But I mean, I I never knew. I don't know. I, I can't tell you every book Wildstorm published, obviously, but um, this was completely. It, it was beyond new to me because I just didn't even I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, not a good issue. Sorry. <laughs> no, def, definitely no new ground broken in this issue. So. No, very no, much. Oh no, yeah, very much not. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, so yeah. So so that that leaves us with uh, the Ray, which was um, published in uh, in 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 nineteen ninety four. Like I said earlier. Um, DC in the early nineties wanted to, they, they were doing things with, with the characters they had purchased from other publishers and, and, and the golden age Ray was just, you know, just like the blue beetle in about 10 years before it was just, you know, hanging out, nothing going on. Um, so Jack C. Harris had, um, I don't remember if Jack C. Harris had an idea or if one of the editors went to Harris, um, and threw the character at him, but, the first six issues, that the first that, that six issue miniseries, it was illustrated by Joe Casada, inks by Art Nichols. It was a gorgeous book, um, and you know at the time when when they were rebooting the character, when they were introducing it, um, the Ray is pretty much, I don't know how it's written these days, but at the time, he was pretty much the most powerful character in the DC universe, his powers would let like, if, if he knew the inner workings of a gun, he could think up a gun, a working gun and, and be able to use it. So, I mean, there's, there really wasn't anything that he couldn't do without, as long as he had the knowledge to do it. Um, but, and as you see in this issue, I mean, he pulls the old Star Trek four around the sun, rope and open. Um, so he has, he has abilities that, you know, 
lot of characters don't. But this particular issue, so after the six-issue miniseries, the character was popular enough. He looked great. Um, loved that jacket. Loved the fin. Uh, so they, they they gave him an ongoing. And I think Harris might have had a hand in the first couple of issues with with Priest, and then eventually was just handed off to Priest um, with Porter on art. At least, at least for the first year, probably just beyond that as well. Um, picking up kind of where the miniseries left off, where uh, Ray lives in in uh, in Philadelphia. But the ninth issue, I guess, we're picking up um, from the events uh, from previous issue. Where I wish I pulled that one out because uh, the, I guess Lobo was part of it. So. Um, the Ray and Dinah, Dinah Lance, Black Canary, are flying through space, and Ray overshoots Earth. Uh, so, um, and because by the time he's able to react and stop, they'll be well past our solar system. So he's got a slingshot around the sun, um, and just like Star Trek doesn't end up quite where he's supposed to be. He drops Dinah off in Seattle where she lives so she can go work at her florist. And, uh, unfortunately she notices something's amiss because the space needle is missing. And then when Ray gets to Philadelphia, he notices things are weird because the pizzeria he lives above is now a pharmacy and all the cars seem a little odd because they're much older than what he's expecting them to look like. And that's because he brought, he brought, uh, he brought himself and, and black canary to, uh, is it 1941? Right. Yeah. 19. 19 yeah. Because 19, it's before, that's right. Before the, World United, War II. Yeah. Well, it's before uh, the United States got involved in World War. Yes. II. Thank you. Right. Um, so, Ray has to figure out now uh, how to get home, but he figures the one person who might be able to help him is his father, who, of course, is the original Ray, the Golden Age Ray. Um, unfortunately, this is <laughs> this is this is hours before Dad was supposed to get his his powers, and because our Ray, current day, present day Ray, interrupts that whole event um ray now no longer has powers and uh it's this is the first part of of a story um because it continues in in into number 10 um because once once dad finds out um more about this this kid uh, he kind of leaves Ray stra- stranded, and um, and now what happens? I don't know. Read the tenth issue, but yeah, this I I I'm of the mind that I don't know if it's the era, but I'm of the mind that there's there's, and maybe Vince can add light on this one when it comes to to his Vampirella work. But I there there seems to be a different priest writing. For different companies like like if you read an alan moore book you kind of know it's yeah. alan moore even if it's mark wade like it doesn't matter what publisher he's working for you kind of you know you're reading a wade book more or less priest is i'm i'm not gonna go as so far as to call him a chameleon but he he seems to write differently like this does not read like the same dude who wrote paramount and iron fist um no 
Or uh, quantum and Woody. Right. There's one constant that I've noticed across all of Priest's work. One unifying thing. He's a smart ass. 100%. Oh, yeah, no that, doubt. That's, that's it. I mean, usually yeah, you can tell by the, you know, again, the way sentences are constructed if you're reading Alan Moore or you're reading Grant Morrison. Like, they have little stylistic ticks that it's like little tells that you know who you're reading. Priest is not that guy, but he just seems to have a very acerbic, very wise crackery um, sense of humor that comes through in all of his stuff. Like that's in Vampirella, that's in this. I, I noticed it in Black Panther. He just seems like, um, you know, if you met the guy for for the first time and you were just like in conversation with him, he would probably say something you would consider offensive, but that's just be or, or that you would take. Uh, offense too. That's just him being that wise, cracking, smart ass that he is. I, that's how I see the guy. I don't know. Your mileage again no, uh, I agree with may you. take you to New Jersey. I don't know. So um, this was the first time you guys registered. Uh, um, were either of you familiar with this version of of the Ray? Yeah, I read some Ray. Um, I, I don't have a love for the character like you do. Um, okay, no. To 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 be clear, my love is solely for the creators. It's not like I'm not going out of my way to 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 buy any story that the Ray is in right now. Casada drew the first miniseries. Right. And when I found years later, when I was scooping up Priest books, then this made it in my cart. But um, but no, Ray isn't exactly someone I'm going to go to. Uh, Go to Heroes next year and, and ask for commissions of. All right. But let's go back into that proverbial elevator that I was in with the Snock Girl <laughs> yeah. team. Yeah. All right, here's yeah. another elevator. It's the same elevator, but there's different people in it. There's an elevator in this book, too. It, yeah. But so you're in the elevator, and, and there's there's Christopher Priest there, and he's pitching this issue to a, a, a very high-ranking editor at DC. And he you're, you're overhearing it. And he's like, okay, here's the here's the, the deal with this issue. The character loops around the sun so many times and so quickly. You remember that Superman movie that they did that in there? All right. The character goes around the sun so many times and so he arrives on Earth in the past. And guess who he meets? You'll never guess who he meets on the Earth. Get, go ahead, guess. You'll never get it. Uh, his father? His father. Like, it, it seems like the most novel idea, and it's it's actually cringeworthy when you hear it out loud. That <laughs> Well, it's it's the Superman movie meets Back to the Future. Right. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. And it's like, I'm, I'm reading this thinking, I don't know where this sounded like a good idea or in what, you know, medium. But it's, it's not working in comics. I don't think it would work on the silver screen or on TV. It just It's a hackneyed, tr- like, overused plot. Uh, manipulation that take yeah, yeah. And, and it's right before the father is going to get his superpowers oh my god and the son is interfering with that isn't this awesome and you just no it's not it's 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 actually <laughs> annoying and you know i i'm not one for time travel stories unless there's a tardis involved i don't like time travel stories you, re- you don't really no i don't huh, okay. um i mean i make exception when it's the doctor because that's his lifeblood right Manipulation of time is what he does. Yeah. yeah. So, but this, nah. I, I, 
Uh, you know, I, I, I know you, you like Priest, and I like Priest. I think he's a good writer. Um, this wasn't one of his better issues, I don't think. I'm not, yeah, no, I don't think I want to disagree with that. Yeah, really. it's, yeah. it's, it's of its time. It's, it's a DC mid '90s book. Um, it, it's, it definitely feels like it. I, I wish, you know, for whatever reason, I, I don't know why. As time went on, pub, some publishers just refuse to let help readers get caught up. And um, they're just throwing names and characters out here. I don't even know if she's called Black Canary once in this issue. And, no. And 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 so you know, if, unless aside from the fishnets, if you're a random, if, if this is the first DC book you pick up, um, you know, you have no idea who this woman is. And and um, you know, yeah, you get a little bit of uh, previous issues, see number six and seven for details, and 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 that's that's cool. But um, there's no there's nothing that kind of helps the reader get up to speed. And um, that's, I mean, yeah, listen, I didn't, the first issue of X-Men I bought wasn't number one. I, I, I came into it late, but at least Claremont was smart enough to write it so that, you know, you know who everybody is and what they do. And, and even if it just comes about in conversation, I don't even need caption boxes, but obviously he's out of time. He's out of, he's in a different place. So other people can't, talk to him yeah. and, and get the reader up to speed but even then there's still no he's not even thinking about it. so it's it's weird but I'm, I'm waiting for Jason let me just say one thing before Jason gets the yes um, if I was Howard Porter um, I would be a little irked at at Pat Garrahy's, um total slaughtering of that one panel that it looks like uh, Porter put about 24 hours into the one where uh, the Ray's like, all right, and Philadelphia's behind him. Yes. That's, that one I, in black and white, that probably <laughs> is a killer panel. But you would never really know it because the background is so downplayed. Like, yeah. just gray, really? That that's is, your that answer to that? That is a gorgeous panel. It is a really, really nice panel. Like, that's that whole page is is really nice. And I think that's that, that's one thing that I really do like about the character is – is all the black is, is I guess the same way I like uh, the vigilante. It's just, I, I love the fact that they're, they're able to use some colors or, or, or white ink to let you know the outline of things. But for the most part, it's a completely black character when, when, when he's powered up. And, and I, I, I just, for some reason I love, I love that look, but yeah. Like warlock. Yeah. Or Doug lock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess the way I would delineate between this and the Phantom Joint is that, as we already said, that book was like the Phantom book was a, when I look back on it, like a poor version of a type of book that was very much standard fare at, at in that moment. I think this is a standard version of the standard superhero comic we got during that period of time like like in other words i thought the phantom was an inferior version of like the spectrum of stuff that was coming out then that a lot of it looked and felt the same i think this is actually like just an average version i don't think it's inferior even artistically like this is what a lot of comics look like then and like we said like i don't like i'm not i wasn't offended by the art in this book especially given that it came out in the mid nineties, 
Um, is it my favorite? No. Would it have been my favorite on the stands in the moment? No, but I could see... I I, I was only reading Marvel at the time primarily, and I can tell you that, that this would have... If, if this were a Marvel character, I A, would have no doubt read it off the stands, and I, I probably would have been totally fine with it. Like, I, I was... For some reason, maybe because of the setting and the, and the the race powers, I was drawn in comparison when thinking about what we were going to talk about with this book to um, to like Quasar. You know, I was just going to say that this book is mm. definitely a reaction to the whole Silver Surfer Quasar, the Marvel, yeah. the Marvel cosmic books of the time. Yeah, yeah, and like if you think about it, I mean, I mean, Paul Ryan was the was the original artist on Quasar, but but that book went on for a long time. It went on went on for most of the nineties and. And you know you had you know you had guys like like Grant Meme and Andy Smith and yeah. you know and this is mostly written by Mark Runwald and 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 no disrespect to them but but they're not names you remember for good reason and and I I think they look they, they look like this I mean it, it was just yeah. it was the way that books looked then and and I wasn't I read Quasar and dug it at the time it was a book I read every issue and happy to get it every month and it was like all right yeah cool well, yeah, we whatever. got Capullo on Quasar yeah 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 and my you know, my point being is just like so I, I like I looked I read this Ray book and I thought well like lots of superhero comics it it doesn't age well I mean you kind of had to be there but but because I was there reading other superhero comics this felt like adjacent to something I would have been totally unoffended by and maybe even Doug, you know, like I think there are Marvel analogs where if there were some, some uh, alternate earth, earth two version of us doing this podcast and we just happened to be assigned a 1994 C list Marvel superhero book, I would have already read it and I would have remembered liking it. Now yeah. I've been rereading it. I might be like, Oh, that's rough. It doesn't hold up to what I remember, but I would have had fond memories of it. And so I like I was totally unoffended by this, and and I'm like, but I thought I also agree with you. I thought it was contrived and corny, and and I I had a big groan. And the the how could you not see this and think, okay, this is literally the Superman movie, and it's Back to the Future. And I'm thinking, oof, you know, I mean, even like, with, I mean, so, but yeah, it's but it was fine. I mean, like, it's it's just to me, this this is an inventory book that I I've read thousands of in my life. You know, I. Just in in one ear out the other type of thing. Yeah, but I mean, there's I mean, no shame in it. I don't think. No, that's what I mean. Like, right. like, like, like I like. Yeah, I think this is. I I guess what I'm saying is, if if you were to, if someone were to, be relatively new to superhero comics, and were to pick up any random sampling at a con of 1994 Marvel and DC books, I think their takeaway would probably be similar to having read this. Like, I don't know that. That, that like I don't think this is a bad comic for its time. No. I just think it's a it's a typical superhero comic of its time. Yeah, yeah. It, middle of the road. It, it, the art is serviceable to very good. Right. The writing. Yeah, you can see where Porter's going to. Oh, yeah. You can see where he's going to end up. It, right. the, the bones are here, definitely. Yeah. The uh, the writing is good enough. Um. I, I mean, it, there's there's nothing really. Um. There's no transgressions in the actual structure in the, of the writing. It's just that it's 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 uh, well worn ground, um, right? And it, yeah. and it's very expected. And and and, and the, because of the time, the the colorings, you know, it's rough, but it's that's the way they did things at that time. Yeah, they were play, they had the ability for the first time to do tons of different colors and gradients, and they hadn't quite figured out how to make it look polished and use it to their advantage. So. 
Porter put a lot of, of energy and sweat into this this work. Yeah, I mean, I mean there, he puts in the effort. I mean, yeah. there's, there's there's tons of backgrounds, and and he he doesn't leave a lot of empty space. He didn't he didn't John burn it. You know, I mean, it's, it's but it's never confusing. Now you mm-hmm. you put this next to the the work in Phantom Guard, right? There's some panels in there. You're just like, wow, there's a a blizzard of lines here, and I have no idea what's going on. Right. Where this right. is very cleanly, clearly delineated. You know what's going on. The backgrounds are um they don't fight in, in some cases they're they're very understated uh with the foreground. And it's just I, I think visually it's it's really not bad. Uh, mm-hmm. I like it a lot, but it's just mm, this is one of those uh, episodes of Star Trek you've seen a bazillion times. That's and, right. You know, yep. yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now it, I did. I did finish this, and I'm, you know, I. Th- this is one of those cases where I wish there was more time in the day where I, I would, I, I'd like to finish this art. You this, go down the rabbit this, hole. Yeah, I would. I, I, I mean, I bought them. I bought them to read, and 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 they're sitting in the closet. So I, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're going to get too. I mean, yeah, they might be. Yeah, I never check. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, it's it's um. And I mean, and the character was used in Legends of Tomorrow, and 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 he's 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 been in uh, some DC shorts. So, you know, the Ray is. Um, and he, he was in the one of the recent Justice League of America books. So, I mean, they're 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 definitely trying to use the character. Um, like Alan Scott, I I um, he's they uh, modified him a bit. He's gay now, and. I'm I'm not sure if his origins are still the same where he is the son of the original Ray. Um but you know, with the linear verse, who who knows how they can work things now. But no, I, I would like to because um, I I mean I haven't read the original miniseries in years, but I I would like to revisit that just to see just to see if it holds up. Because um, we do we, we we've gone down that trail where we've revisited things and uh we think about it now with rose-colored glasses, but um, you know, and 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 to the earlier question, it's I now that I think about it, there there were um, there were Ash comics in uh, in that box as well. So <laughs> I was oh. like, yeah, we could have won either way, man. Yeah, win-win. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, I have uh, decided on a name for this here segment. Oh, yep. It's called yeah. it's called long box roulette. Yep. Yeah. That's what we're going to call it. Only because right. it, it's already in the episode description. So well, there you <laughs> go. yeah, that's which, uh, that's my story, so and I'm sticking to it. What's hmm? what's the album art? Uh, no, I would I would probably do a, a a triad of art from the books. We'll see. I didn't do it yet. Okay. So. All right. There was, we uh, go. I listen. I mean, I. When it comes to, um, I'm I'm glad this was the uh, the plan for tonight because, like I said, with work, it, there hasn't. I mean, I've 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 got things I, I have here that I've started and I haven't been able to finish yet, only because I haven't had time. So it would have been, I probably would have been more quiet than usual had 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 we not had the uh, the theme episode thanks to the patrons. Thank you, patrons. Uh, one more time, if you want to look or you want to see, investigate what all this patronage thing is about. You go to patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics and wow, avalanche. Look at all that's available on there. And if it suits you, uh, dive in. We'd love to have you. Indeed. 
Yes. Jason. Vincent. Now, I want to talk about the sword a little bit. Sword. I got to tell you, if, if people, uh, so we have a little kind of running tab. We, we queue each other up with stuff that we're reading or at least stuff that we read that we feel like we, we may want to talk about if the mood is right. And I mean, I was turgid this week because Vince caught up on a bunch of different X-Men books. Yes. Yeah. I didn't uh, put the X-Force in on the list because I'm not finished being caught up, but I I'll am. tell you, I'm, I'm reading that too. Yeah. Oh, good. well, then, damn, we're going to do an X-Force Orama? Yes. Well, not now. now we will. But soon. Yes. Uh, very good uh, book. Um, the thing that is impressing me with this uh, revamp, reworking, uh, let's use another re- reinvigoration of the X-Books is just how damn smart these books are. Mm-hmm. No surprise, right? When you got Hickman at the controls, a very intelligent guy. Uh, thinks uh, everything to the nth degree, right? So uh, I like the Abigail Brand character. I think she's hot. I love the the old um, sword series, even though Jason didn't like the depiction of the beast in it. I thought the series was absolute travesty. Okay, all right, settle down. I I I thought the series for what it was was very very good. Um, I I like Abigail, and there's a quote. Uh, on the first page of this, that Abigail says, this is what comes next. I'm like, okay, that's a pretty bold statement going into an X book. Uh, it, it's going to take a lot to uh, be the next iteration of Marvel's mutant sphere. Uh, but there's something that happens or that, that is, is revealed in this book uh, a conceit, uh, a little mutant contraption that I think is the future of the mutant books. And it's crazy. Like, why did they not think of this before? It's unbelievable. Um, I'm just going to go into it a little bit. Jason's going to correct me because I'm not all knowing uh, when it comes to the, the, the recent X books. But the peak has been retaken. Uh, mm-hmm. The last time I, I saw the peak, it was occupied by ne'er do who were doing very nasty things to our uh, mutants. But it looks like, to me, that Genosha, uh, not Genosha, sorry, Krakoa, has occupied the, the, the peak, infested with its, its greenery, and now the peak is accessible from Krakoa. A, a space station is accessible from an Earth-based landmass, which is cool. I mean, but that's not the novel part of it. The part, of, the novel part of this issue is that um, I'm aware of the six, or is it the no? I'm aware of the five. Or the five. The five are the mutants that are currently um, making it possible that uh, the X characters don't die, or they they can't die. They they can be revived. That's the five. In this, we're introduced to the six, and it's a yes, gr- it's a group. It's a group of teleporters, it's, for lack of a better word. Let's call mm-hmm. them teleporters. You have manifold at at, at the, the head of it, but then you have blink and gateway. Shut up, <laughs> Lila Cheney, Amelia Va- Voigt, and Vanisher. And in tandem, these 
characters make it possible to go anywhere in the universe anywhere like if 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 they want to go retrieve an object which is exactly what they do in this issue they link up under manifold and they do their little thing and they make the impossible real and i thought what am i reading it, it just it's dripping of novelty and the new and it's like such a total revelation to me that why did they not group all these like-powered characters together before in this fashion. Did you feel that way reading this? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you, um, I did discuss the first issue of the of Sword when it came out, and it was my favorite thing I read that the best thing I read that that week uh, when I posted it. Yeah, I mean, for for that reason, I mean, I, I the the concept of the five is still just I think one of the coolest things that's been done. In, yeah. X, in mutantum in a long time and then you could i could see someone rolling their eyes when you think oh okay so you have the five night of the six roll but no I, I think it's it's like with all things when you're talking about these fantastical ideas that are just ridiculous on, in and of themselves it's all about execution right what the hell is that that's weird uh yeah um wait where did but, that come from me or or no it was it, it was my it's weird oh. man. yeah because i'm talking about mutants now i don't know what the hell happened my, my phone just was like hey remember me right. yeah um but no I, like I, I, I absolutely love it and i i gotta think I, i'm i'm a big well as are we all i, I think al ewing does it again I yes think i ewing, didn't i didn't go into the creative team yeah al, al ewing and valerio skeedy and 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 i think al ewing is just a terrific writer i think that's it's just it's not as simple as that because being good writer isn't simple, but I just mean I think he just gets it. And I, I and like you said, I'm sure Hickman has a role here to make sure it all gets tightly fit into the the broader mutant tapestry that he's weaving. But but I I just I loved everything about in particular the first issue. I, I will say, because I know you, you read all four issues, I I was disappointed, although I understand it's beyond their control, that right. it quickly got pulled into the King in Black um, yes. uh, mythos. But I'm willing to give it a pass because of the strength of of the non King and Black stuff that's going on, and the fact that it's King and Black is over, and hopefully they can go about their business now. So I, I almost view this as somewhat like an incomplete grade in the sense that yeah, we've gotten four issues, but I kind of view like one and a half of those four issues as being superfluous mm-hmm. editor driven stuff. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm a huge fan of this idea. Um, I think if I have one complaint, it's that uh, Blink should be the leader because she's fucking Blink. Yes, but uh, <laughs> but no, I mean I'm just kidding. I just love the, I, you know I love Blink, but, no, but I, um, I think it's great, and I think Abigail Brand is great because she was always this outsider when she was running Sword, and it makes sense that she would, even though she's a mutant, she'd still be like, yeah, I mean I don't work for you. And then Magneto's like, um, well, I mean, other than the fact that we're like we're the ones that that are powering this thing and are providing you with a whole staff. So, okay, you can say what you want. Um, and I will say, you mentioned just the, the peak. Um, you know how like some events or some things you read, like don't age well. I have to say, I think X of swords is probably going to eight, like end up, I'm going to end up liking it the further I get away from it. Cause there were some pretty nifty concepts in it. And, and one of the things they did and, and it is clever is they use the peak as a sword and reclaim it, and it's a big part of of, of oh, the, that's the, where the, that happened of the ultimate, yeah, can, outcomes of 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 uh, 
of the event and and i i and it made it made sense because it's a giant goddamn space sword um so there's some coolness in that but yeah no and 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 the neat thing is 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 this this and and you you mentioned the six understandably but then there's another group of characters who although they're not part of the six they're also all part of this this machine this this idea of this be able to not only just travel in space but while they're while they're traveling they're 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 seeking like read Reed, Reed Richards level stuff. Like they're it's, almost, yeah. it's like Star Trek. They're 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 seeking the unknown to try and like basically steal the secrets of other parts of the universe to to use them to their advantage. And uh, I, I think it's just and and it's also fun because I'm a mark for when you take a mix up of characters that I'm that are mainstays and then you bring out some 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 lesser known characters but that i'm i dig that so it's great seeing whiz kid again mm-hmm. um you know i think that's awesome i i i love that fabian cortez is involved and magneto just has no time for him because you know fabian more more fabian cortez for for folks that read x books in the 90s i mean he was he was magneto's right hand man and 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 literally the the leader of the acolytes and and they literally worshiped magneto like a god and now he's like, oh, Magneto, and Magneto's like, who are you again? Like, he, he's like, you he remember him, but then like, but then, um, but but then, um, you know, uh, like he runs into Peepers, and he's like, oh my god, it's so good to see you, Peepers. Like, we have to do lunch. Like, I got to catch up with you. It's wonderful. Yeah, that it's was like, crazy. It's hilarious that he like loves Peepers, and he could give a shit about Fabian Cortez. Whereas like, Fabian Cortez is an Omega level. In in the pantheon of, of of the new Hick, like Cortez is one of the Omega level mutants, and and he was so important to Magneto for for that for in the nineties, and and Peepers is like a character that most people probably only know from his entry in Ohatmu. So I, I yeah, I just think everything about this was smart, and it's Al Ewing, yeah. you know, he thinks yeah. through everything, like every little side conversation, every every remark, uh, it, it's all for a reason, and I really I think I really appreciate that, and it gets back to what we were just saying with the, with the Ray, like the reason that books like this feel so awesome is because through no fault of their own, it's very easy to go through the motions in a continued universe, right? Cause you feel like you're just renting the characters. It's a little plug and play. It's so hard to care enough about them that like every component of the book feels tended to. And uh, that's what this book feels like to me. Yeah. Initially I, I liked the the Hickman infographics and then I thought they were cumbersome and mm-hmm. and obtrusive but now I sw- I've swung back to the necessary and uh I like them because in a lot of cases I'm not you when it comes to the X-books a lot of these characters I need to be reminded who they are where they came from so I think the the data crawl is very important to me Mm-hmm. Uh, especially in, in books like this, like yeah, okay, Marauders, yeah, Kitty, we know that, we that's fine. But when you get these semi-obscure characters, um, I need the to be you know a, a refresher in, in a lot of uh, cases, and I I think it works really well. But I th- uh, when you said that um, 
this uh, one and a half issues uh, are interruptions by King and Black. Mm-hmm. I think it's more like three issues, bro. It it is, yeah. Yeah, uh, there's there's the the story is just totally commandeered by issue two, and it go. But I will say, in Ewing's credit, he keeps that narrative of what he originally built alive while he's descending into King and Black territory because it's still all about what he has established. Albeit trans, uh, you know, filtered through that King and Black uh, lens, like the, um, Cable is. I don't know how this this King and Black overtakes characters, but but Cable is is possessed by whatever it is that this thing is and does nasty things. So uh, you still, it's still grounded in sword. Mm-hmm. It's just that you gotta yeah. dance to the King and Black, but whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. I I think this is. Uh, I I was going with. Marauders is my favorite X book, but ah, I, I this is this gives it a run for its money. I, I think this was really extremely well done. And yeah, I gotta read Sword. Yeah, Sword I'm a goddamn heart. I'm gonna stick with Pybok, dude. Pybok is is an ambassador on this space station. Like, stop! Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, I love it. Um, I I've read uh, another X book. If you yes, want to, you did. I, if you, you did, want to yes. go go into it uh, now, these uh, I don't know if if these these are all new characters. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, as far as we know, mm-hmm. Dap read this one too. Right. So it's Children of the Atom. This one. Yeah. Number one, and this is not new, right? This came out. Uh, well, th- this was solicited early, either right before or right at the beginning of the pandemic. And it got postponed. I don't know why it was postponed. If it was postponed for editorial choices or because of this is one of the books that got like paused because you know they ratcheted back their budget for a while. I, I don't know why, but this yeah, this was solicited like a year ago before we we got we, oh. we finally got it. So um, yeah, so but I, I don't know the I don't know the why of that. I just know that that's what happened. Okay, um, creative team is. And I'm I'm looking for it here. Okay, uh, the writer is Vita Ayala. I don't know who this person is. Well, Vita's been writing New Mutants. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, art by Bernard Chang. Spectacular art. Yeah, but, really good. Yeah. And uh, Marcello Miolo is the color artist. Uh, again, uh, a lot of like I okay, I know who Magma is, and I know who Pixie is, right? But th- as far as these kids, these this new crop of mutants who, uh, for reasons we don't know yet, uh, di- uh, didn't make the 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 trek to um, Krakoa. They're still in uh, in uh, human land, uh, and the 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 mutants want to know why. Like, why are you not taking this 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 great opportunity and presenting yourself to uh, mutant kind writ large? And we still don't know. But uh, they're um, offshoots, let's just say, of established mutant characters. Like, there's uh, a young lady who is very much in the gambit mold. Um, well, uh, you you'd better you're better at this than I am. I don't. Again, who are these 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 characters? You mean who are they based on? I know who they're based on. I'm guessing who they're based on. You got you got a a leader who's based on. Oh Cyclops. yeah, they're, well, their name. So their names are they're Cyclops Lass, 
right? Right. Yeah. 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 There's there's a cherub, who's based on Angel. Yes. There's D- Daycrawler, who's based on Nightcrawler. Right. Um, Marvel guy, and uh, and then who's you know Jean Grey, and then uh, and then Gimmick, who is uh, based on Gambit, which <laughs> that's, <you> might... <laughs> that's that's appropriate. That's no, it's totally it's funny, appropriate. It's, yeah. It's like I, it's, I'm glad that they didn't do like the original five completely. Like they like they did Gambit, which is hilarious. I think that's hilarious. It is. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I, I I don't know if you've like I think the whole big mystery, of course, is why why aren't they in Krakoa? Why? why? And right. then and then when the X Men show up to bring them to Krakoa, they're like they bounce. And I I have to assume, especially given the way that they're designed by Bernard and the way that I, I presume they're not mutants. Like I presume they're 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 either not mutants and have powers, or they're not even really like their powers are manifested through technology, uh, and they just love oh. the mutants. I, that's something to presume, but. But I, I don't know that to be. I mean, that's just my guess. I don't know that to be true. Hmm. Well, I mean, visually, I think it's a stunning book. Yeah. No. No. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, it. There, there's. There's. I think there's always room for. Um, for a for books on both DC and Marvel side, uh, for younger characters, and I know that it's always a struggle. Um. Understandably, it's a struggle to make these books work for long because people don't want to read new characters. I, I get it, like you know, and, and and I've always like I've I've like most iterations of the of the X Kids, you know, whether it be um, Generation X or New Mutants Academy. I mean, I've I've Helians. I, I've been there for all of them really, and I've I've generally come away with uh, with, with something to like and and um, you know, so so I, I mean, same thing on the DC side. Like I, I haven't read it yet. It's actually on my stack here. I don't know if Daft's right. I put like like Teen Titans Academy, and you know certainly I like what's happening with Strange Academy, and uh, like I'm a fan of this idea when done well. So I'm this is a kind of book where if it's executed well, I'm going to like it. But I also always wonder if if it's going to stick because lots of these kids books are introduced and we rarely if ever hear from them again. That may be the case again here. I have no idea how it's sold, but but I yeah I think it was it's it's I. And as much as the first issue is supposed to make you interested in learning more, I think it did that. Like, I, I am definitely curious as to who these kids are and what their connection is to the mutants, if, if there is one. And uh, and hell, it takes a special kind of bold to uh, to bring Maggot back front and center in a book, and uh, like unapologetically, like they didn't they didn't treat Maggot like a joke. Like he's one of the three X Men that show up along with Pixie and Magma to try and yeah get these kids to come back to Krakoa. I think so. he's looking good. Looking tight and right, fit yeah. and trim, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, while we're talking about the okay, so you have the sword or sword, and then you have this series. Like this, uh, this issue was a dalliance. It was enjoyable, right? It, it was uh, beautiful. Um, there was very uh, the uh, artistic team and the the creative team, I should say, are very capable. But I did not get. Uh, the rise I got out of uh, the sword, right? This sure. this was good. Sword was freaking great. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. With that. Yeah. Dap, yeah, what'd you think? Yeah. Uh, no, I, just gonna echo what you said. It it was uh, it it was one of um. I really didn't know what to expect with it. I I um, and yeah, it's been it it as you guys are describing it. It, uh, it 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 kind of jogs my memory with, with Children of the Atom. I, um, but really, I, I just out of the the mutant books, I am I am reading. Like I said I'm catching up on 
Uh, on X Force, I want to get back to Marauders. I'm 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 in the process of trying to catch up on a lot of things, um, like Captain America. Um, so I kind of um, kicking myself a little bit for for not checking out Sword before now. There you go. But um, I think the mutant books. Wow, I mean they're they're in very very capable hands because uh, when I, when you get my attention, when you you do something that manages to to pry me out of my self imposed uh, stylistic cage, I like what I like, right? And, and and we all love to just immerse ourselves in in the things that click on many levels. So I get I get a little stagnant in, at times. Uh, and need a little nudge to be, uh, you know, pulled out of it. And uh, for for Marvel to actually get my attention with mutant books of all things, like <laughs> it, it, I, that says something, right? Uh, so yeah, I was actually going to ask what prompted you to to take a, a, a dip back into mutantum uh, after many months of seemingly well, not doing so. No, I've been keeping an eye on them. Right, mm-hmm. but um, when you uh, talked about sword, and I was like, "Hmm, okay." Uh, I took a look at it, and I was like, "Hot damn, this looks amazing!" I'm gonna read this, and it's uh, the both the art and the writing are on a very very high level. Uh, so I was like, "I'm in." But yeah, I, I guess I, how Ewing's gonna get his turn, if not. Now, then, very soon, it, it being like the top guy at Marvel, right? Like you know, they yeah. all get their turn at yeah. doing an event or or, or helming a, a big book or two, and and you know, they all have their they all have their moment. Don, Donnie Case just had his, and and obviously Jason and Hickman have had theirs. I I just think Al has done nothing to dissuade Marvel editorial from giving him that shot. I, I think he's been great, and and when you juxtapose what he's been doing with immortal hulk yes. and how different it is and how standalone it is and how you know he's stuck to this i think for the benefit of, of making it its own book that feels very different than anything else at marvel by design and then he jumps into here where he's giving you a book that's that's quite by design in tight continuity with other books written by other people i i, I just think he's passing all the tests he's checking all the boxes right so if uh hickman were to go away I think Ewing would be the the guy at Marvel, the smart writer, the the architect, the the the, the planner like Hickman. Uh, I, it's a role I think uh, Ewing could could very easily um, slide into. Yeah, we've never talked to him. We should try and get him on. Oh, that's your department. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> right. You want right. you're, you're the smooth talker. So. All right, there we go. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm wondering if um yeah I mean there's definitely going to be a time difference. Um, well, where is he at? He's British. Is he really? Yeah. I had no idea. Well, I had an inkling because he's got a prose book coming out under Rebellion 2000 AD. It was in previous oh. uh, a couple books back. So, um, but yeah, I, I for some reason something something made me think that, um, and. I guess we got a new British invasion uh, with one guy, but it, it's, um, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. So, but sure. I mean, fucking go for it. I, I would, uh, because I mean, listen, he's had, he, he's, 
he's had credit in the bank with me for a while. I, I'm definitely not current on Immortal Hulk, but I mean, you know, and he was one of a few guys working on, you know, No Road Home and No Surrender, and and I mean those Absolutely. those stories phenomenal. stick with yeah. me. So I mean, it's it's yeah, he's 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 been you know it's it's like it's like Aaron's Thor and and uh, and Aaron working on on X Men. It's like you know you he just keeps coming up to the plate and and doesn't disappoint. Oh yeah, I, I I guess I never thought to look it up, but you're right. He's he's 43, and he's yeah. He's I mean, so he's not a, he's not a newbie like in terms of professionally. He's I guess he's done a ton of 2008 D stuff. I didn't I was not aware of that. Yes, he has. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and he has. Were you a fan of it? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. He's he's significantly um, uh, modified the Hulk mythology to the point where you're not going to be able to pull immortal Hulk out of, out of the, 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 that, that organism, that living organism, that is the, all of the issues of Hulk ever, ever written. Right. That that's a, that's a, a, a mythology that to me is, is like a, a living, breathing thing. We, we, we know Peter David's organ in that body, right? We know, uh, the Planet Hulk, Greg Pak organ in there and how it works. But I think he, Ewing has has created a, a thing within that that organism that you're just not going to be able to pull that out. It's part of the 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 the, the thing that is the the Incredible Hulk at Marvel forever and ever and ever now, right? You're not wrong. And and what I what I really like about his approach to the Hulk is there's he's yeah, he's borrowed from you know Peter David with 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 dad, um, with 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 the abuse from dad and dealing with dad, and and he's he's um, but every every Hulk writer that uh, that left their mark left their mark for a good reason. Bill Mantlo did his thing, and David and Pac, like you mentioned. But what I like about what Al's doing is he's even because we know what Byrne did with the Hulk by separating the two and 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 having Betty and Bruce attempt to get married and um and and with Byrne he always likes to pay homage to to what Stan and Jack did but that's what I think that's what I'm really taking away from Al's Immortal Hulk work is because originally Hulk only came out at night right the Great Monster only showed up when the moon was out and that's kind of the whole, I mean, that's not the whole thing, but, but that's one takeaway I have yeah, it's with part the of Immortal it. Hulk yeah. is that it's, you know, he only is it, the monster comes out at night and, and that, you know, there haven't been, I, and, and definitely correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there've been too many writers in, in my recent memory that have, taken that approach to, to going all the way back and just kind of um, having him be a creature of, of of the night. Everybody's got the Hulk, you know, out in broad daylight and being the smartest one in the room. And, this, that, and, it, and I just, I really, really do like what Ewing is doing with the character and, and, and the mark he's leaving on. And it's so smartly written, too. I mean, he's, he's not only telling uh, a tale that's going to uh, appeal uh to you know the mainstream marvel reader but he's injecting so much 
esoteric information in there with the tarot and, and it's like a lot mm-hmm. a lot of people are i know are reading it going the fuck is this stuff like i why does it why is it here i don't i don't understand it you don't have to understand it because he's telling you a story that is perfectly decipherable on a top level but if you want to dive way 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 down deep there's more stuff down there right yeah you know so it, it totally works for me i love it yeah right on tangent sorry Mm. Oh please! Um, but I am curious because no, no, Jason, I am not. Um, I'm not reading it. I wasn't planning on reading it, but I am curious. Um, unless you want to save it for next time about um, Titans Academy. Oh, I haven't read it yet. No, I oh, okay. saying, okay. no, yeah, I'm saying I have it sitting here. I, 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 I'm, I'm hoping it's good, but I have not read it yet. So, yeah, neat. There you go. What else do we have? We have to have something. Uh, no, I mean, I've got my annual travels. There is something. I do want to give a shout out um, to... Uh, I just want to make sure that I, I, I should have brought this up earlier. Um, there is a, there's a beautiful patron on the Slack um, who, uh, who, threw, who threw a couple books out that he recently got and and jonathan wilbur listed them showed images from these books and uh and on that reco i did get um curtis hill and i haven't i'm, I'm, I'm it's pissing me off that i haven't been able to finish it yet because it's not a long story um but it's gorgeous but i do just want to at least mention that uh jonathan wilbur knows his shit he knows what's up man this is this is a fantastic book and i do believe jason also um checked out a couple of things that uh that he mentioned um but yeah i mean if, if, had i finished that vince i'd have more to say tonight but 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 unfortunately i didn't all right well tighten right i guess <laughs> let's do this hey everybody please if you want to get your books getting fast get them delivered right to your door there's only one place to go and that's discount comic book service dcbservice.com Thumb through the previews, find what you want, look at the price listed in the previews, and laugh because you're not going to pay anywhere near that. You go on their website, everything is neatly and succinctly organized. Lists come up, and you go, Oh, I want this, I want this, I want that. Everything's totaled for you. You look at your total, you're like, What? That's half what I pay at the store around the corner. Ha ha ha. I love this place. Discount comic book service, dcbservice.com, in your travels. This may go a little long. Mm. Yeah, it may, because it is a joint recommendation. Two different kinds of media, both television and comic book. They go hand in hand because they both focus on an era of this IP that... um, happened or occurred before all of the things we know about this ip happened right uh i won't be coy i'm talking about the transformers i want you to watch on the netflix transformers war for cybertron siege and then stick around for the second part it's a trilogy uh earthrise don't get dissuaded by siege because it's not super great Earthrise, on the other hand, is amazing. 
So you got to wade through a little bit of the muck before you get to the beautifully sparkling clean water of Earthrise. It's worth it. Just do it. But, and I want you also to read IDW's ongoing Transformers comic. Who's it written by? Well, I'll tell you. Brian Ruckley is doing an amazing job with this series. Uh, I read, I got caught up. Maybe issues 19 to 20, I don't know, 27, I think. Um, but the, 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 the gist is that I, I'm sure it was calculated. Both of these uh, Transformers properties deal in an era before or shortly after Prime got, or Orion Pax got the Matrix of leadership. So you're looking at a period when the Decepticons and the Autobots were one. Uh, there was a civil war. There was infighting. You, in the in the book, the the um, the IDW comic, you have the Ascenticons and a movement called the Rise, where you know the, things aren't going well on Cybertron. Shit's hitting the fan. The planet is having uh, upheavals, and Megatron is calling out Orion Pax. He's like, "Hey, yo, the shit's not good here." Um, and we're not taking it any, any longer. We're, we're, we're tired of being subjugated. It, yeah, okay. Uh, you can read a lot of what Prime or um, Megatron says into a uh, political group uh, in the United States right now. Uh, they're very much cut from the same cloth. They lie a lot. They fabricate. They manipulate the truth for their own ends. So there, there's a lot of social commentary in um, the IDW comic, as there is in the Netflix shows, but to a lesser extent. Uh, I think the what Ruckley's doing with the female characters in the comic is amazing. Uh, not only does it focus on Windblade, who everybody loves Windblade, but, you know, there's Alita, uh, Novastar, Chromia in the comics. The, he's fleshing out the female characters to a greater extent, I think, than the males, because we, we know the male characters. Like a lot of these, especially Windblade, is a relatively new character. Um, and it's, again, was probably planned this way that the Netflix trilogy does focus on the female characters a lot. Alita, uh, Chromia, you know what I mean? So it's, uh, they're doing amazing things with these. Uh, there's stuff that happens in the comic, in the, the most recent issues, that reaches all the way back to the first issue. Like, uh, there was a new bot. His name was Rubble. He was, he was freshly minted, and the unthinkable happened. He was murdered. And in issue 22, 23, that comes to a head where his murderer, I won't spoil it for you, was captured. Uh, Bumblebee is having a crisis of, of faith and he's he's questioning everything he knows. You get, especially in the Earthrise, you get to see Megatron descend into madness. It's heart-wrenching. Uh, one of my favorite Transformers um, is, is murdered by Megatron. Cold-blooded murdered. And um, Megatron talks to his decapitated head in some scenes. 
Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, Megatron's going down a very, very dark road. But the thing that both of these series uh, slam home is that Megatron and Optimus, or Orion, sorry, were friends. They were companions. They were two characters who experienced a lot of the same things. And then the split. And you get to see what makes each one the character they later uh, came to be. And it's I, I eat it up with a giant, giant spoon because I, I love all of it. Um, I cannot get enough of the IDW comic. And I really like what Netflix is doing with... Uh, the Transformers with this War for Cybertron. Great, great, great stuff. So if you're so inclined, pick up the comic, read it, you'll love it. And then after you've read it, you'll be like, hmm, I need more of this. Wow, look at this stuff on Netflix. I'm going to watch this. They're really, well, they're not long. They're like six episode uh, arcs. So what is that? In It's maybe like two and a half, three hours. You can't go wrong. It's They're great. Just do it. Just go. Just do it. Yeah. Nice. It's been a minute since you talked about Transformers. Uh, not really. <laughs> uh, As, you know. But I get I get obsessed. I, I can't hide it. Uh, Eddie Travels. This is a new image book, and it's reminding me that um, I still haven't purchased the uh, the hardcover of their previous collaboration. I tried this on a whim. Got the. Um, Got the image preview, and I will definitely be picking it up. But this is uh, this is from Joe Henderson and Lee Garbett, who I've been a fan of since The Highwayman and uh, Ghost Rider. And uh, I'm behind on Captain Marvel, but I know he's worked on that recently. Uh, this is Shadecraft. Antonio Fabella is your color artist. I'm in Boland on Letters. Uh, basically, real quick, I'm not going to go too deep. Um, Zadie Lou is a high school student who um, uh, is kind of awkward at the start because she's walking with uh, with one of her best friends. And um, he, uh, as he's, as they're walking and talking, he's like, listen, you know, I'm, I'm uh, she's like, I really appreciate you walking me home. Um, and he's like, well, still no big deal. There was really, you know, I had ulterior motives and she takes it upon herself to make the first move and she kisses him. And he's like, uh yeah no I um I left my switch at your house and and so that's that's why I'm so she's all embarrassed she beats feet and books home uh but all of a sudden a weird shadow starts following her and uh she's a little freaked out by it and one super late because at first she's walking by lamppost's and uh you know she thinks it's just the shape of the shrubs things like that but it starts to grow and almost the the art and the coloring is pretty slick because it it kind of looks a little misty but it's all reaching out towards her and she screams um but the porch light comes on so her mom calls her into the house so she comes running in um the uh the next day at school she's a little freaked out because she's worried that something happened to Josh, that, that, that these shadows got Josh, the, the guy she kissed. Uh, but when he sees her in class the next morning, she's all excited, happy to be alive. Um, and she's, Zadie is telling, um, Josh and, uh, and her friend Kate 
about the um the shadows and she's like i was so worried that they got you did you see them and he's like yeah i don't know what the what the freak you're talking about so um i'm just gonna go on mosey off to my next class and um and when a couple of fellow students start teasing and mocking zadie because they heard her conversation and and so they're uh they're making like shadow puppets and zadie freaks out she pushes kate out of the way look out i'll save you um and then when they find out they're just they're being punked um everybody gets a good laugh out of it but but zadie's got some issues at home because apparently her brother is um is in a coma and so she's in there she's in his room um talking to him and mom comes in and and she's like you know you're not supposed to be in here um you know your brother we're waiting for your brother to 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 come out of the coma and and mom's just really overprotective um and she's like you know you're not supposed to be here just you know go do whatever it is you're going to do and 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 Sadie's like oh well you know ricky wasn't complaining and and mom's like that's not that's not funny dad chuckles um but mom of course kind of playing the martyr it's like listen i'm the one who cleans them i'm the one who takes care of them make sure he doesn't get bed sores and and um you know i just want to make sure that he when he does come back he's not so far um behind the eight ball but but zadie's like listen you know ricky's not coming back so she runs out of the house runs into the woods nearby and while she's sitting there all the shadows from the trees are starting to converge and they, and they look like they're about to just envelop her. And, and, and right before that happens, this other, this almost shadow, it's a shadowy figure comes leaping out from behind Zadie and almost like punches the giant shadow creature in, in the face. And, and she's just like, and she's freaking out and the figure turns to Zadie and, and, and says, run, so she takes off back out of the woods and she's like, you know, she's talking to herself. You, you, you definitely lost it at this point. Um, and she runs out of the woods, but she doesn't even have a shadow now. She, she looks down at the ground. There's no shadow. And while she's standing there trying to take stock of what the hell's going on, uh, the shadowy figure gets thrown over her and, and lands on the ground. And he turns to her and says, Zadie, run. And she she goes, she, she's able to lift up this figure. And she's like, come on, we, we'll, we'll both run. We'll both get out of here. Um, and the uh, they don't get very far. This the, the creature, the mist, whatever, catches up to them, swallows them up. But uh, Zadie breaks out of the shadow using uh, the flashlight on her cell phone. But the other shadow, the shadowy figure is still with her. Um, and it's just saying a few words here and there. But if you were paying attention, the words this figure is saying are words that she was saying to Ricky while he was in the coma. Um, and it turns out that the shadowy figure is in fact her brother, Ricky. And, I don't know if that's actually the last page of the pre- of just the preview or the actual last page of the issue, and it's to be continued in number two. But I was completely 
hooked by the time it ended. I, I thought Shadecraft number one was was a lot of fun. It was it was it was a really it was it was kind of like what I was hoping we'd get with Radiant Black, where it kind of just hooks you and and kind of you want to see where it goes with the next issue. Uh, you get introduced to the characters. It's not super heavy. It's not it's it's, it's not a very um, detailed first issue, but but you get set up with all the characters. Um, and I just I, I think the visuals are great. Gar- Garbett's not he's not he's not super dynamic. It's not uh, you know, Lee's work isn't um, it's it's not uh, it's not always going to knock you on your ass like like James Harron or even Scotty. But it definitely works to tell the story. I like his figures, um, and and I I'm you know it's only been it's two dozen pages, but I really I'm interested to see what happens with Zadie from here on out. So as far as uh, a first issue from Image. If you get a chance, definitely check it out. But in your travels, Shadecraft number one. Yeah, respect on that. That sounds actually really interesting. Um, you 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 kind of uh, led the horse to water here with the shout out to Jonathan because I was planning on doing the same. Sweet. Yeah, I mean Jonathan threw out four books uh, in the aforementioned post. And uh, actually called attention to each of us for the one that he thought we would most dig. He he said that he thought uh, he told Vince to check out Bicycle Day. He told Which Dap to check. great. Yes, he told uh, Dap to check out Curtis Hill, and then he told me to check out Edward Hopper and Red Rock Baby Candy. Uh, of the four, I had actually pre-ordered and it arrived last week in my box. Red Rock Baby Candy. The other three were De Novo and. Um, I went and checked them out, and they all looked great, so I ordered them. And uh, I've read all of them, save for Red Rock Baby Candy, uh, which I'm going to plan on reading this weekend, time permitting. Um, but I will tell you, uh, first of all, all, I thought all three were home runs. I thought Hopper, Curtis Hill, and Bicycle Day were all, all terrific. So much love to him for that, especially because, again, and it's like so fascinating to me that we can do the show, you know, how many hours a month that we talk about comics and how many more hours do we read comics? And then we all dissect previews and we see solicits and people share other solicits. It's still amazing to me that in spite of arguably being as plugged in to current comics as just about anybody on the planet, we can still miss great comics all the time. Like just completely don't even realize they exist. Um, It's so fascinating, right? It just speaks to the, the vast wealth of of this medium that that even even nuts like us just can completely miss great comics until they're thrown into our face. But my inner travels is actually the book that uh, Jonathan told Vince to check out, and that is and that is Bicycle Day. Um, this is um, to my mind one of the best comics I've read in a long time of any of any type. It was everything that gets me excited to continue to, to spend so much time on this hobby and talk about it. Um, it, it was, it was written and drawn by Brian Blomerth, a uh, dude based out of Brooklyn. It, uh, it was his first graphic novel came out in late 1999, um, through a small press publisher called anthology editions. Not sure if they've done other comics, if, if maybe Vince would know, I, I, I wasn't familiar with them prior to this. Um, this book is is one of those things where it can only be done in comic form. This story could not be told in an engaging a way 
whether you gave it a $300 million film budget or you made a TV show of it or uh, there's just no way that you could convey the story in a better way than what Brian did graphically. And it is a story about it's actually a true story, believe it or not. It, it's it is the story of Albert Hoffman. And uh, you might say, who's Albert Hoffman? Well, he was a chemist that worked for the giant Swiss conglomerate Sandoz back in the 30s and 40s. And uh, he was working on uh, a project for them back in 1938 when he accidentally discovered and created LSD. Um, and and they thought nothing of it because it was not what they were like. They, they had it was it was not so it was almost a byproduct of what they were working on. They didn't they didn't they give it another they gave it no no thought as to what might be a practical use for it or anything. Um so they uh they basically shelved it and uh and then in 1943 it gets brought back up and he starts working with it and as the story goes Albert um ingests it himself uh and goes on the world's first acid trip. So the man who invented LSD actually takes the first acid trip and Blomorth gives you that story and the majority of the graphic novel is that first acid trip and uh and albert going on it and it is just a visual tour de force the colors are incredible it is every color imaginable but they're packed like solid color um it it, it i mean it's it's just a tour de force i mean if you're teaching a class on color theory this is a tour de force. It's it's like I will not forget the, the 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 color visuals of this book for a long time to come. And listen, I mean, we've all seen or heard, and some of you may have done acid, you know, like what a trip is like. But this is like the most interesting and engaging visual example of what uh, an acid trip has looked like that I've ever seen. Um, it's it, and his his drawing style is this wonderful amalgamation because the the in this book the characters are anthropomorphic um hoffman looks somewhat like he reminded me of of, of goofy uh of disney's goofy but with 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 shorter ears but the same kind of elongated anatomy the same kind of like free-flowing animation this felt very much like a combination of incredibly well-designed graphic art and architectural design combined with um, comic strip and cartooning of that era. Like uh, you guys, you too probably know, but it, for listeners, it reminded me like a Heinz Edelman, you know, the dude who, who did the old submarine yeah. looked a lot like that. Um, definitely a little Carl Barks in there, like some Tex Avery, but like of that, of that, that world. And um yeah, it just was amazing. I mean, the fact that this is a true story uh, is almost superfluous to the enjoyment of the book because even if it was completely made up, it's just so wonderfully creative and, and the stuff he sees during the trip and, and and how others react to him during the trip and, and what happens to him afterwards. It just was so fascinating. And it was like a cherry on top when I got done reading it. And then I was un- it wasn't until I was finished reading this that I – subsequently realized that it was a true story i i, I thought it was a, a a fictitious novelization of of what might have happened when they discovered lsd 
but lo and behold, it's actually what happened, at least in terms of the, like the fact that the dude took 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 acid and tripped. So you got to check this book out. It is just it is such a visual masterpiece that um, I I think everybody deserves to see it. And I can't believe I think this book largely flew under the radar. I don't know how um, Wilbur uh, came across it, but I'm so glad he did. And um, you know I would put this up there with like like. Uh, like Winchlus's Pinocchio and 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 uh, Infinite Kung Fu and like Aphrodisiac, it's that good of a book that I want you all to read it. Like I think it's that high quality. It's one of those books that everybody should check out if you're into comics. That's how good it is. And I tip all the cap to Wilbur for turning us on because this would never. I would have never discovered to talk about this book if it weren't for him. Nice. Yeah, it was. I mean, I knew about it, but I haven't bought it yet. Uh, because I keep an eye on the anthology editions. They they publish stuff by CF, and there's a Ed Emschmiller book, and they do good stuff, 13th mm-hmm. Floor Elevators. I, mean, I always have an eye on their stuff, but I don't remember this ever being solicited. I in, know. In Dude, are you looking at the images? Have you pulled up any of the images? No, I know. It lo- I, yeah, it looks great. Oh, my God. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I just don't even – I think great doesn't even do it justice. I, I right. think these pages were I, – I mean, I stared at every page – lovingly i just i can't like I, I think it looks like the best of animation that you would have seen back then with with day glow trippy coloring and i yeah i just loved it yeah they do good stuff i gotta get this you do yeah they published the book by joe roberts that i absolutely love it's called we mm-hmm. ate the acid just to keep it topically mm-hmm. uh it, it has this it's it's an art object in itself that um the covers are uh, like uh, compressed, that cardboard board, that really compressed cardboard board. And it looks like it was glued together with a hot glue gun and like a handmade art object that um, I love the book. And I love everything they do. It's just that this, I would have to go to their website specifically to order this. And I, I guess that's what I'm going to do, right? But I just haven't done it yet. So I'm going to get on it because I like what I see. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, everybody. Hey, thank you for being here with us once again. If you like to experience more 11 o'clock comics, if you're that glutton for punishment, go to the Facebooks, Twitter, Redder, Redder, Reddit, mm. and the Instagram. And there's a lot of stuff going on there. Again, if you want to take a little look, see peekaboo at our Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics. In the meantime, You know the drill. We're going to say something here. You're going to listen. Something's going to happen. Say goodnight. They are crazy upstairs. What are they doing? My wife has those dance go shoes where the the heels are like 12 inches thick. And when she walks across the kitchen tile floor, it sounds like the Clydesdales are going through our kitchen. (laughs) It surely does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't call me Shirley. David. Oh. Right? See how that works? Good night. I need scratch my back. Boop, boop, boop. La, la, la. Nice. <laughs> you stupid. I know. <sighs> I looked at the Marvel previews already for this upcoming order what's with I the, haven't. another call omnibus Dave 
Is there really? Yeah. yeah I think there's gonna, I don't blame them. I think there's going to be three. But they're not numbered. This just says Cull, the Destroyer, Omnibus, the Marvel Years. It doesn't say two, as we know one was solicited last month. There's, n- there's no numerical uh, tag on this at all. I don't get it. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Marvel team up the eighty the two issues from the eighty two series, ten issues from the Call the Conqueror nineteen eighty three series, yeah, and the nineteen eighty nine one shot called Veil of Shadow. It's not going to be a giant book, that's for sure. Uh, six hundred thirty two pages. Yeah, it's not that big. I mean, it's okay. Yeah, it's bigger than most, but I don't. I think as far as omnibus editions go, those initial omnibus editions Marvel published were like. You could kill somebody with those. They were so thick. Yeah. David. Nice. Well, I know you did. <laughs> Say goodnight, people. We'll be back you, sooner rather than later. You don't even know. Maybe this weekend you may be hit by something. Oh, snap. You never can tell, right? You never can tell. Right. That's it for that one. <laughs>